unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues is straight to tape. Subscribe to Straight to Tape on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, such as SoundCloud, Google Play, and yes, we are Apple Podcast Certified. Also, like, follow, and share us on Facebook, IG, Twitter, Straight to Tape. Let's get us And we are live. Giving you a slice of unapologetic conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight to Tape. My name is C. Perry Elysia II, the Mr. Fantastic of Podcasting's Fantastic Four. First, the comedian, professional joke slinger, Tico DeGaio. What's good, Tico? What it do, what it do, party people in the place. You know, y'all talk about it. I live it. Right now, we all living the same, quarantined in. What, yeah, what's that you got in the background over there, bro? Man, it's Thanos, son. If this, if, look, if this discussion seems to go a little bit out of whack, I'm going to have to uh, snap it. Fingers and bring back reality the way I want it to be. Snap so, it. Please snap it back. So, when you're right. trying to make your point, Tico, we don't need you to come in like Ebony Maw. <laughs> we need you to come in like the Hulk, nigga. You know what I'm, coming in, I'm coming in like my man said, no, let Thanos play. <laughs> <laughs> and the first lady of S2T, the quintessential hip-hop mom, Keisha with a Y. What's up, Key? What up, y'all? I'm sick of this shit. What up? I'm sick of this shit. You sick of uh, inside and all that stuff? You just sick. Oh. Yeah, sick of it. Sick understood. Of it. Understood. Understood. Keisha came by my hey. house the other day. Keisha came by my house the other day. They picked up. Her- <laughs> <laughs> I said, um, I said, um, she said, she said, come on. I said, I said, I got, I bought an air purifier. She was like, yeah, right, nigga. I was like, I did, I did, I bought one for real, for real. So, so I bought it. She came in. Take in the house. Got her mic. Okay, bye. <laughs> he tried to hug me too when I did the Matrix. Oh my god! I knew you were gonna do it. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. I knew you. She came through the door. I was like, ah. She was like, and of course, of course, our social media assassin. Rob Von Doom. What's up, big man? That would be me, and you already know the drill. You already know. Go ahead and kick it. Go ahead and kick it. Ruggedly handsome. (laughs) Geekishly intelligent. And I am the chosen one. I'm here to bring balance to the force. What up, Craig? Um, So I've thought about this a lot over the last few weeks, and I mean, everybody has a catchphrase except for me, and I feel like y'all just kind of kind of trying to stifle me so i have Why i'm in the form, i'm in the formulation process of my own catchphrase um okay. niggas first of all nobody's trying to stifle you uh that, that, that's number one yeah you're, you're you're very prominently uh featured uh on the show as a matter of fact even right now for the people that are watching live you are featured right dead ass in the middle. In the center. You're the, the center, center square. And on the top of the screen. So you're not being stifled. You're a very important part of straight to tape. You're the lifeblood. Yeah. I still need a catchphrase though. I hear you. You know. And look, and of course, in the house with us, uh, 
Hmm. Who are you this week? Oh, yeah. Dasha, Dr. Bishop Omega Esquire. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is? It's Lieutenant of the Coutrements. You know what I mean? Doing my thing. That's how I do. You know what I'm saying? Doing stupid shit for the Coutrements. Bishop Omega. <laughs> <laughs> For the check-in, Dan Hayner on the check-in. What's up, y'all? For the accruciment, He a doctor and a lawyer. This this motherfucker is damn. Uh, what's your man um, on on Titanic? What's your boy? What's your boy? Um, um, yeah, yeah, don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, Man, exactly, exactly. We don't get the reference. Yeah. You don't get it. <laughs> we, is a, we is a hell of a motherfucker, yo. Yeah, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, we have an action-packed show today. Okay, we got oh some boy. guests coming. Yes, we do. We got some guests coming through. We got some return guests coming through. Okay, so look, definitely, definitely stick around, check us out. But first, let's get started with our first topic of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm, disinfectant as treatment for the coronavirus your thoughts bishop disinfectant for the coronavirus (laughs) when when i say this right here yo your homeboy i hope y'all do do that shit please please for the love of god so that way darwism can work (laughs) so if you think disinfectant will it should kill the coronavirus because it kills most viruses disinfectant kills everything because it's called disinfectant it's not supposed to go inside of your body so let's not do it. Oh wait, wait, hold on. Well, well, well. No, 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 Life kills everything, and your ass too. You drink it, for real. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Hey, uh, Craig. During. Well, during the press conference on Thursday, okay, uh, he, he, you know, he mentioned, you know, using disinfectants like Lysol uh, and Clorox, you know, as possible treatment. For Uh, let let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did he say? Let me hear what he said. Clorox and or Lysol. He said disinfectants. Okay, so he didn't say Clorox or Lysol, did he? Because that would be branding. That did he say? True. Did he say Clorox or Lysol? No. Okay. Uh, no, 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 he no, said no. Disinfectants. no, no. He said disinfectants. So let's stop. But, let's stop. Let's stop. You know what I'm saying? Interjecting shit into what he said, and I know people gonna look at me sideways, and you know I don't give a fuck. Right. My whole thing is, but, is balance. I bring balance. You know, understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when there's bullshit, I'm going to call it out. So he, all through social media, all this week, people have been saying, oh, he actually said, like quoting him as saying Lysol and disinfectant. I mean, I, I mean, he did say disinfectant, but right. Lysol and Clorox mm-hmm. and this, that, and the third, when he, which he never said that. Matter of fact, he was like completely deferring to the dude that had just spoken uh-huh. that said disinfected. He's the one that said disinfected and ultraviolet, yada, yada, yada. Right. And the whole time Trump was like, oh, so you're saying he, Trump was literally asking the dude to hold his hand through that whole comment. 
because so he didn't know disinfected y'all are going to check that out right uh you said uh ultraviolet light y'all you so y'all you said y'all are going to check that out he never said clorox or lysol that's everybody but, putting words into his mouth well you know it's, it's sort of it's, yo rob it's sort of like it's sort of like they say they, they automatically say lysol because that's a that's a name brand everybody can tend to put that as a name brand it's sort of like saying saran wrap when you're just using fucking um, fucking Dollar Tree brand, Dollar Tree brand, fucking shit. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I get exactly what you're saying, though, Rob. I get exactly what you're saying. But you know, that's how I think that's why people jump the lights off real quick because it's a household brand. If you would have said aluminum foil, I'm sure they would have had fucking damn uh, joint Reynolds wrap. Yeah. And somehow Lysol and somehow Lysol felt compelled to make a statement the following morning. Shout out to Lysol. Do not do not ingest. And here we are in 2020. But that's called I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but that's called it's called marketing. Well, it's called marketing as well. And collateral damage. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's called marketing. And I get it. But see, anybody um, that these motherfuckers that the people that New York they ingested Lysol, they just say they took some disinfectant. Right, Ethan. You know Charmin versus toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. But my thing, my thing is this. My thing is this. Were they drinking it? Uh, you know, in order to get a fast reaction, you know what I'm saying? They, they pour it in the asshole because you know you get when it goes to your ass, it goes straight to you. Feel? I mean, just like when like when when our college kids was taking alcohol and and. Getting, getting drunk and dying off of that shit because it hits you like faster that way. That's just crazy, man. And it says it on the it said it on the can. Do not ingest. Do not hear you know what I'm saying. Don't do that. Shit. See, that's what I'm saying. So when people say, "Oh man, you know people are gonna you know do it just because you said disinfect," I mean, how fucking stupid do you have to be to any other time you're not gonna drink bleach or Lysol or Pine Sol or anything like that? So right. but we. But we at least had thirty pe- We at least had thirty stupid people in New York that did it. They did it. Yep. Well, yep. Yep. Uh, hey, dude. it's like this. Do you know on a, on a on a box of pre-sharpened pencils, they actually have a warning on the box that says, "Do not put sharpen in your eye." Man. You know why they have to do that? That's reactionary. The reason why is because there's people out here that are going to do that shit. You're yeah. not. It, it's like this. It's that's why they have to put caution hot on on fucking. Coffee and everything. So it's like this: it's people out here that that we common sense is uncommon, and that's what we that's what we have to. We, that's the that's the world that we live in. Not everybody was raised right. Mm-hmm. Now, and I get what y'all are saying. I, I get it. My whole thing is that I, I don't want to. I want us to be careful about hyper literalizing everything that this dude says just right. because we don't like him. You understand what I'm saying, or you disagree with him, or this, that, and the third. And that's and and I and, and to Tico's point, I see exactly what you're saying, and I, and Ethan's saying Charmin versus toilet paper. I get that. Yeah, it's just I a play, you know, to play on. I understand all of that, but there were people that were quoting. I had to actually like people were. Uh, I was in discussions with several people over the past week since he said that, and they were like, "Did you hear him say, you know, uh, tell people to 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 to, to ingest Lysol or inject uh." Uh, whatever, whatever. Disin- mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they were actually quoting him all through social media. Misquoting. Him. People were in discussions with me saying that he actually said Lysol when he that never came out of his mouth. 
and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just here. Here's my thought. Let's be careful okay. for, for hyper literalized. Let's be just be careful of, 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 you know, of putting words out that, you know what I'm saying? Putting misinformation out there basically is what I'm saying. This form of misinformation wouldn't make a difference. It is not any more dangerous or any more safe than his actual quote. Someone saying, Hey, we're studying, um, injecting disinfectant to combat this disease versus, Hey, we're studying injecting Lysol to combat these disease. One is no safer than the other. I get what you're saying. I completely get what you're saying, but in this particular instance, both quotes are equally as damaging to media, to dumbass people, just in general. They're both equal. I could I could see if a misquote or adding those specific details that didn't exist would change the trajectory of what happened. It doesn't. It doesn't make a difference. Whether he said Lysol or bleach or whatever. So the, the, doctor that, the doctor that he was deferring to said disinfected and ultraviolet light. He's the one that said it. So mm-hmm. why, aren't we, why aren't we vilifying that dude? Because again... Because Trump that dude, was, I saw when he ran off camera and left Trump up there to... to he's the leader. Like, if you've ever led people in work or in whatever... You take the brunt. If you're going to be up there and you're going to be the big ass and the big man or the big woman, then whatever the cronies under you or the people that you're supposed to be leading and formulating plans with and doing research with and releasing information to the public, you are the scapegoat. When you step up there in front as the leader, that is what being a leader is about. Period. Look, and just... And just I look, mean, just to wrap. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, again, and Perry, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it right to you. Uh, Thank you. The dude said, the the quote unquote expert, and I, I see what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but the dude said he said disinfectant, and right. if you watch the clip, again, Trump was literally sure. like, well, not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Basically, I mean, the way that he was like hard deferring to this dude. He was asking, dude, uh, so you guys are going to research this, right? Y'all are going to look into it. And I actually had uh, medical experts um, on my social media. I can't uh, uh, pull it up right now. But some people were saying that there is science behind that. Not putting of not putting Lysol and shit in your veins, people. I'm just saying there is science behind what the dude was saying. And again, Trump was deferring to that dude's research or whatever. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I watched it. I watched it like two or three times to make sure I wasn't tripping because I know I didn't. I never heard him say Lysol or right. or Clorox. I, I think I think what it was it was like we took the disaffected part and people start making a uh, uh, a joke of it. You know what I'm saying? That's and cool. then then what it was it was that joke of Lysol because it was somebody just wanted to be. It was like Mia Tico saying that like Yo Trump said what's the name? But we're joking about it in a, in a place of making a joke. And then people took that as news literally and then they took it as literal because everybody wants to be the motherfucking new news giant in their own place so they took that they took that one part without even like you said without even going back to look at it because i think 
he didn't say yeah he didn't say like so it's just a joke to me like oh disinfecting in the veins but which 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 was uh when he brought up the ultraviolet shit i was like oh that does make sense you know what i'm saying because you could you could find ultraviolet light that can that can shine through a person you know what i'm saying if that works in the lungs that might be a, that might be something to look into so Bro, with colonoscopies, they, they shove they yeah. a light and a camera up your ass. So yeah. I mean, yeah. right? <laughs> Go ahead, man. Look, thanks for thanks for the reminder of that, Rob. Ugh. Anyway, yep, yep, got to schedule mine. Thank you. Exactly, exactly. Look, just to, look, just to wrap this. All right, maybe it's just time for a quick, in, you know, quick intro at the beginning. Let the experts, you know, let the experts carry it, uh, carry it, carry it out. And Pence is supposed to be in charge of that of this. Let him do most of the speaking. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest waiting on to come on with us. All right. Um, hey, baby. DJ Legend. What up, DJ Legend, DJ Assassin. What's good, Assassin? Keisha, Tico, Big Rod. Hey, what up? What up? What up? Uh, Dr. Bishop Omega Esquire. <laughs> Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Hey, babe. how are you? Thanks for I'm coming good. on, dude. Yes, definitely. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming on, man. <laughs> now, hey, uh, first, uh, first, great mix on Friday. Okay, uh, you know Thank the, you know, doing a mix that centered around. Uh, North Carolina recording hip hop artists of the night. Triangle. Okay? I'm I'm right. gonna say triangle because I'm yeah. biased, but yeah, yeah, not yet. But you know, I got, you I got some Greensboro, Greensboro. Yeah, he has some Greensboro joints out there. I know, I know. Him in Tice. You did reach out to some omniscience, okay? Yep, so yep. yeah, you know, definitely appreciate that. But yo, you got something coming up uh, this week, actually tomorrow, okay? Right. Um, right. and. It's it's an MC and a friend uh, that you know that the Straight to Take crew you know knew you know shoot grew up in the game with all right. right. Uh, tell everybody about what you're doing tomorrow as a dedication for uh for for a cat that we feel is legendary, the legendary right. Naughty Headed Avenger. Well, I mean, um, but tomorrow, I mean, I know all you guys. I'm not sure if uh, Bishop knows him or not, but I know all you guys knew knew Naughty and, and became friends with him, did work with him. Um, and, and just and, and just you know appreciated him just as much as I did. I mean, um, he was he was a real good friend of mine. Uh, we worked on a lot of music back in the day. Uh, some, st some stuff that yeah, some stuff that we never had a chance to let you know get out and play for people. So um, I mean, I just wanted to take this opportunity to uh, you know what I'm saying just you know let him live. You know what I'm saying like Naughty, he still he still living in my heart. You know what I mean? So I'm so I excited. I, I can't wait to play the music. I'm gonna tell I'm you. So I'm, gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you something, Sazen. When I heard you last night, and I, you know, it brought back memories from you know what I'm saying because I hung mm -hmm. with y'all a lot. You know absolutely, what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I remember those days. I remember those some of those sessions. Um, what do you think that um because we have mad talent, man? Even the music that you played could be played today. Absolutely. You I'm know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yo, that, like, they could pop like right now. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you, um, about about a week ago, I was listening to Mace play live, and um, and, and then he was playing an Erica Badu record, and then he dropped the sample, and, and he played the sample of something. I was like, okay, that sounds kind of familiar, but it sounds like something we recorded. And sure enough, it was an AG record. So I was mm. like, hold on, I was like, and it was something that I had given him probably, you know, five or six years ago. 
But um, he played it, cut it up, vibe to it. So I called him the next day. I'm like, yo, man, you, you know where you got that from? He was like, man, I, it's like, not really, man, but it's hot, so I had to play it. So I'm like, man, mm-hmm. fuck, you ain't fuck this shit, man. Like, man, we gonna play We gonna play our own. Exactly. No, I love I love the whole Yak Fu uh tribute that brought no back you know, I I just wish that more younger cats joined in so they could see exactly the shit that we were doing. You know, right. we set us, you know what I'm saying? It was hard for us. I mean, I was dancing, so it was hard for I know it was hard for me to do the things that I had to do here. You know what I'm right. saying? And I know right. that I had to go to New York in order to get this deal. Because people don't understand, like, back in those days, we had to go out. To yeah, exactly. We had to go get. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. We had exactly. to stand in front of uh, record companies and wait for people to come through and, and you know, EPMD them. You know what I'm saying? I hope you listen to my demo. You mm-hmm. feel? I mean, like, I mean, like, everybody, everybody, other than, I mean, I could say other maybe than baby, but everybody who's, uh, whoever, whoever popped off from North Carolina had to leave North Carolina to go get the resources to come back home and then get it popping. Right. You know, you, exactly. J, you know, J. Cole, uh, you know, Jay-Z, uh, you know what I'm saying, Petey, Petey had to go to Virginia, mess with Timbaland in there for a minute. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I mean, but, you know, so, but but one thing that we had back in the day was energy and support for each other because, like, with Nasty Fruit, like, the Nasty Fruit Project was so exciting because it didn't matter who was even in the studio, like, me and Tico, for example. If you were in the studio, you vibing, and you got your 16, man, you getting on this track. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 Dude, I, ain't yeah. no, I ain't even no man. It was all about fun and love back then. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Love, man. Mm-hmm. The, uh, hip-hop fat. <laughs> there, was time, there was a time when we used to um, we used to we used to record in um, 119. Yeah, upstairs? Uh, up in the up in the uh, up in the loft. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a there was a basketball player that used to come out and hang with us back in the day. The stack house used to come and hang with us back in the day. I remember because I used to bring the basketball. What we was playing? What was that? What were we playing? What was that basketball in the zone? Oh. We were playing in the zone. Remember we were playing in the zone. Yep. And um, Stackhouse came up there, and him and AG did a song together. Yep. So I'm looking like, okay. At first, I saw this big motherfucker just with headphones on singing and shit. Like, Who the fuck is this dude? Right? You know, and I have to <laughs> turn around and look I'm like that's motherfucking Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and you know what's funny, Tico? You know who's rhyming on that? Who that? LaVeo. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's oh right. my god, man. <laughs> hip hop fact, man. Hip hop fact, man. We got so much hip hop history out here, man. Shit, WLL. Yo, 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 I got, I got to bring up, I got to bring up one naughty story, okay? And it was, uh, it was a show at the old Plum Crazies. It was the uh, Lost Boys. The Lost Boys that came down to do a show, but Freaky Ty. Actually, it was Freaky Ty and Little Kim that missed their flight, okay? And Naughty uh, sat in for Freaky Ty. Oh, wow. And and when you heard Naughty, you know, doing it, you know, doing the Freaky Ty ad-libs and playing the hype man uh, to Mr. Cheeks, dude, it was like, it was like, it was like, uh, it, it was like Freaky Ty was there. Yeah, okay? right. 
Dang, you know, you know that, that was dopeness, yo, for real, for real. <laughs> man, so, so, so many stories, man. So many stories, Minotti, man. Um, I mean, like, man, I mean, like, we used to go to Roots concerts. I mean, like, and Roots used to come through town a lot. And we used to be backstage mm -hmm. with him, kicking one of whatever. So, Tariq um, Trotter, one eight hundred page me. Wink, wink. I know that's right. Man. So, 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 Nadi, so Nadi come out there back, and people would be screaming for Nadi because you know he had the dreads back then. So mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's got he's, he got pen and paper and he's signing Nadi. He's autographing Nadi. <laughs> Yo, if anybody right. has that has that autograph that they thought they got, <laughs> please post up. Please post up. All I want to know, all I want to know is Bob, do you have a digital copy? I mean, we've oh, been talking God. about this. Yes. Uh -oh. yeah. we, we have talked Get about ready. this forever on this show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have a digital copy of Yak Food Fronts live at the Luau? Man, let me tell you. That's the one record. That's the one record we're all looking for. Like, that's no, the Holy none, Grail, bro. None of us. It, it nobody is. has it? What? Nobody has that record. Nobody has that record. Wow. If I, I, I have it somewhere deep in a buried in a box full of cassettes but i'm looking please, for a digital please. copy right, right. i mean i mean, I mean hey, I gotta no. find it you get the cassette we'll make it digital yeah, i'm trying to tell you i would yeah tico it. can make it digital he's got the right. boom box it records the like usb cash, cash, i just gotta cash, i just gotta find that song um and the and reason I'm talking I, bring to everybody. It up, I mean i've talked to everybody i've talked to everybody this week and nobody oh, yeah. has that record nobody has that and record. the reason i bring wow. it up is because i'll never forget it naughty head gave me a copy of that we was we, um, up on the uh, second floor on the top uh, level of the parking deck at South Square Mall, the part that uh, leads in, that led into the, the food court. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right up there outside of the food court in the parking deck, Naughty Head gave me a copy of Live at the Luau. I'll never forget it. And I'm surprised that I still have it, meaning I haven't worn it out in the tape snap because that's one of Yagfu's best songs that they ever recorded. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. Yeah. I would love to hear yeah. it. I, I remember so, remember speaking of Yagfu, I'll be hollering at y'all in a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll be hollering at y'all. Reunion! Reunion! That's what I do. That's what I do. I've gotten, I've gotten tracks from everybody, man. You should hear the music. The music's incredible. So it's about now just, you know, putting putting subject matter together and um and recording it because the music is out of this fucking world. It's out of yeah. the world. I just found the Sperm Bang Dilemma tape. Uh, I saw that post. I saw that post. I saw that post. I saw that post. Yeah, man. But you, Perry, man, like I me, mean, all you guys, man, have 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 done stuff, you know, saying to contribute to the the movement of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen I've seen video. I know somebody got a videotape of Perry and uh, uh -oh. Alfred on stage. Shout out. Shouts out to my frat brother, Mr. Funky from Lords of the Underground, back when, uh, you know, back when he was a solo artist. And yeah, I was his hype man. Uh, who, who, who got that, Boogie? Yep. I'm gonna need you to run that, sir. I'm gonna need you to run it. Yeah, yeah. 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 inside joke right now. One big yeah. inside joke. <laughs> 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 all right so oh, so um bob just let let the people know what you got coming up on monday and any other thing 
that you want to let people know about? Right. Um, well, real, real, most importantly, man, is the opportunity to express myself and the way that I love my brother and hopefully give an opportunity to play some of his music so people can remember it and hopefully maybe remember hearing some of it, maybe some stuff you haven't heard. Um, but just, you know, just, you know, bring back memories of him. Like I said, it's, it's, it's live, but it's not he lives, not he lives. And that's, and that's what I'm kind of trying to, trying to, you know, you know, trying to, the point I'm trying to make. And um, I just want people to tune in. It's going to be at 12 o'clock tomorrow noon time. Um, mm-hmm. tomorrow's, tomorrow's the 13th anniversary. It's been 13 years tomorrow. Hi. The day of the day yeah. to be lost. I remember the day. Jeez. Yeah, Man, and I mean, like, yo, you know, you got to play some Craig Mack. You know, that's his shit. Boy, if he didn't damn snap that damn tape, bro. Trying to tell you, man, I'm going to love Craig Mack, boy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, he loves Sean P, too, man. Sean oh, P. Yeah. R.I.P. Sean P. Yeah. Man, they're they're rapping in heaven Sean. right now. Yeah. Right. He loves Sean P. Yeah, man. Yo, that cypher's a dope cypher. No doubt. Yeah. Now they got Fred the yeah. Godson too. That's gonna be a dope exactly. Fight. That's exactly. Great. R.I.P. R.I.P. to Fred the Godson. Absolutely. You know, wow. Absolutely. Wow. Yo, Bob, man. Thank you for coming through, man. Uh, welcome back anytime, man. Anytime. Yo, see, yeah, see, man. See if you could drag Jingle and spin. Oh, I'm. I'm I got all that. I got all that. Him, you know what I'm saying? I got it. so, it's I got not, it. It's not a problem at all. It's not we a going, problem at all. We doing. We going. We going. Mama got that. Straight to take, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing, man. Y'all All right. Up. Y'all Love, you, up. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Assassin. DJ Assassin, the legendary. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the home. Yo, that's yo, that's my first time meeting DJ Assassin in person almost. Word? Word? Yo, man, for real. Like dead serious. Like, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like, yo, that's upper echelon. Like when I was when I was coming up, you know what I mean? When I was a little rapper in Durham or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Cats like DJ mm-hmm. Assassin. With some of the cats that you wanted to get your your shit listened to by them, I thought he was a celebrity. You know what I mean? Like you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like yo, untouchable. You know what I'm saying? It was just like yo. Yeah, yeah. I remember we we had a we had a plan to get him and a couple other DJs to play our shit, yo. Like when we was when we was young and up and coming with the snapper rappers. So yo, that's What other yo? Just real quick, man. What other DJs were you trying to get those to? Shit, like, uh, well, we we the butter team, you know what I'm saying? Like, Skaz, Digger, and all them. Sh- like, those cats was like, I knew Courtney C from the radio station because we used to come up there, but it was still like they was they was a little too far gone and they, they felt untouchable to us or whatever. So, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, like, you know what I mean? Uh, just to name a few, man, just like I know butter team, I know, you know what I'm saying? Like, a couple other cats that I forgot their names by now, but yo, we, we had like a, a bank of DJs that we, we knew we had to go fuck with, you know what I'm saying? And I know Assassin was right, definitely right. on the list of that shit, so shout out DJ Assassin. All right. Hip-hop, NC hip-hop, man, all day. Right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we, um, hmm, uh, our, we got it. We got a next segment coming up, okay? We got some guests that's about to flow through with us, uh, and, uh, it's a continuation of a of a conversation that we had last week, okay? Uh, but look, definitely going to definitely going to uh, get to that. Just wait, just wait for uh, wait for one of our guests to uh, join in. Look, 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 look. We're we for leg. Yo, but before I even want to get to our guests, I, I do want to thank everyone that's 
joined us last week, okay? Last week was a hot show. It was a hot button show, okay? And I just want to thank everyone who chimed in, wrote it out with us, you know? And even those that went back after we did the live, after we did the live show and listened, you know, and, you know, and listened to the replay, okay? Definitely appreciate it. You know, definitely appreciate that. It's great to think, you know, we're trying to do here this platform is strictly about unapologetic conversation, right? Uh, we're not going to shoot down your opinion. No. We're going to discuss your opinion, okay? You know, it's, it's, you know, it is almost kind of taking it back to the days of March, okay? It is, you know, talking, you know, talking for real, just having that real conversation. Sometimes we're going to agree with each other. Sometimes we're not. You know, however, right, we're going to have a conversation, you know, in a mature fashion. We're going to have the conversation in a fashion that we all can get something out of it, right? And I know last week some people were like, hey, I don't know if I do this. Hey, it's not about agreeing or disagreeing. It's about listening. That, that's what the government was supposed to be about. You know I mean, you know, that's the basics. It's supposed to be, you know, you have the Republicans and the Democrats, and then they're supposed to come together, you know what I'm saying? For, for a happy medium. Cause, for that common cause for the common medium. the common people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, now we got away from all that, you know, and it's like, well, Republicans are right. Democrats, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's that whole, it, it, it's, it's crazy because Common sense states that hey, the United States is we're we're the biggest we're, we're supposed to be the main shit, right? Right. But how can you do that when you want your people to be stagnated in a certain level? That doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm right. saying? And, yeah. You know, if, if you want us if you want us to be a great country, yes, we're a great country when it comes uh, military wise. You know what I'm saying? But come on, man. When it came, we, we, we were super smart. We're super geniuses. When it comes to finance, when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, technology. We just, we let everybody, we kind of sat back and let everybody else do the shit for us. And not, you know what I'm saying? And then when shit pop off like this, now motherfuckers are stuck. We're behind. You know, right. stuck because they got parts coming from China. You know what I'm saying? Car companies are stuck because they have to come from overseas. You know what I'm saying? And the same token when uh, when America was making cars, everything was home based. You, know you couldn't skip us, right? My granddaddy, um, like my granddaddy passed away. How old is So about 18 years ago, and he he was a mail hoarder. He uh, he retired from GM in Cleveland years before he passed away, and that was the thing like and even when i lived in norfolk i was there during the time where that ford plant closed down and the sheer dilapidation that occurred after that plant closed down it's not just people losing jobs from the plant it is the microcosm around that plant and businesses that are affected by that plant being there like different shops and restaurants for things like that that 
that had to close down because they didn't have business because their business depended on the 24 seven operation of that Ford plant that was in Norfolk. So, you know, I've, I've seen it happen right before my eyes, but yeah, it, it, being self-sufficient is always the lick, right? Even your personal life. If there's something that I can do like hair, nails, pedicure during this, this, this quarantine time, I'm better off than depending on someone else to do it. Everything you can't do, but anything that I get done on a regular basis or I consume on a regular basis, I'm going to try at least to learn a little bit about what I'm getting so that if I ever need to replicate or semi-replicate, then I'm able to do so. Right. Right. So true. So true. And ladies and gentlemen, Hey, we got some more guests here, okay? Now, returning to the show after his appearance on the show last week, okay? Uh, Political commentator, the mind of Jamal. What's good, Jamal? Hey, Jamal. Hey, Jamal. What's up? What's up, Perry? Hip Hop Mom, Pico, of course, Rob, and Chris. How y'all doing this evening? Right, all right. Y'all hear me? Yep. Yep. Thank you for coming back through. And another returning is award-winning director, the documentary Wilmington on Fire, all right? The CEO of Special Films. Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Everett. Christopher, welcome back to Straight to Take, my man. Thanks for having me back, man. I appreciate it. Hello. Hey. Yeah. So, so look, we had a strong conversation. Yeah, good seeing you, bro. Look, we had a strong conversation last week, and I definitely wanted to, you know, I, I, I definitely wanted to add you to the mix. Uh, and, uh, and Jamal, uh, I know we asked you a question Yo, last up? week, and you wanted to come back and, you know, I guess tighten your answer up a little. Okay, I got you. What I you did was thing, when, yeah. um, when I made sure, yeah, what I made sure what I did was because when you asked when you, the question was, when was America great? And I went down the historical aspects of it, and then I was able to go more in depth because what I do understand is answers like that. Because everybody's going to have that different view of when America was great. When you ask, you ask people who fled communist China, Nazi Germany. You ask other people who fled to America. They were when America was great. But then you have some in the black community who say, "Well, America was never great." Then you have some in the black community who say it is. So what I had to do is I had to address it. What I did last week when I got off the show on my broadcast, I took thirty minutes to actually break it down. When was America great? How we always have been great. See, the thing, one of the biggest things is, like I always said, in our Constitution, we put the poisonous pill of slavery in there when we did the three-fifths of a person. That's why I always heart back on that, because a lot of people look at three-fifths of a person and believe that was an insult to try to undermine blacks in America when it wasn't. What the forefathers knew was you had to unify the nation, which was the most important thing. So what they did was they put a poison pill of slavery in the Constitution by making slaves three-fifths of a person. That means those southern, those not just southern, because it was other um, slave states as well, 
up north as well, because a lot of people don't know there was slavery up north as well. But what the three-fifths of a person did was that made sure slave owners couldn't get a equal representation in the House and the Senate. So eventually slavery died down, slave states imploded, and free states expanded. That's why during that's why when the Civil War came about, you have less slave states than you have free states. And that's one of the reasons why the South could never win, because by population and by statewide, they didn't have the material or the representation to win. That's one of the things that made America great. A lot of people don't see that because a lot of people look into themselves and say, oh, well, that's just an insult against black America. No, it wasn't. And when the 14th Amendment came about with the Dred Scott decision, the Dred Scott decision said, okay, well, black people free this more personal. When the Dred Scott decision but when the 14th Amendment came back, because when you had blacks that was free, a lot of people did not want to get us give us the things that were owed to us, give us, well not give us, what was owed to us our rights, being able to vote, being able to own businesses, and one important thing is own a firearm, because if you can unarm a population, you can control them, because if the government, you have to look at the government to defend you, and what happens when that government turns against you, so when they, so when they said, well, Dred Scott decision upheld three-fifths of a person, so they said, fine, we'll change that. They amended the Constitution and put in the 14th Amendment, which the 14th Amendment totally done away with the three-fifths of a person. That's so that is the reason when people say black people only three-fifths of a person, it's, it's, it's like someone who's a Christian, we still got to sacrifice bulls. You don't sacrifice bulls. That's old. That's Old Testament. The 14th Amendment made sure that blacks would be equal citizens, not three-fifths of a person and full citizen. So America has always been trying to move ahead. Have we had some setbacks? Yes. Have some in some of the white community burn down our cities and burn down our towns? Yes. But when we look at what America is today, we can't cannot, cannot sit here and keep saying what happened in Wilmington in 1898 when the race rise is what's wrong with the black community today. We cannot sit here and say that slavery is what's wrong with the black community today. These are personal choices that we make to sit here and destroy our own communities. And I just use this for an example. And, and Rob, if you don't mind, I'll use you for an example. If Rob owns a store, and I go stick up Rob's store and rob him and hold him and rob him, take his material, take his money. Slavery ain't make me do that. The Wilmington race riots didn't make me do that. Rosewood didn't make me do that. Oklahoma City riots didn't make me do that. I did that for my own personal choice. And too many people like to use the past to make an excuse for what's going on today. Well, you uh, know, Chris. Chris, yeah. uh, as the uh, yo, as the panel expert on the on the Wilmington uprising, okay, yeah. uh, you know, what are your thought? What are your thoughts on what uh, what Jamal just said? Yeah, the thing is, you know, <clears throat> I somewhat agree with the brother. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I'm a firm believer in also personal responsibility. But slavery and Jim Crow and racial terrorism on black people. Um, really has stripped us from the lack of wealth in this country. Um, Professor Sandy Darity has a great book out right now, who's also in my film, um, Wilmington on Fire. It's called um, <clears throat> From Here to Equality. And he's one of the leading experts on generational wealth and also the impact that slavery, Jim Crow, and all these other things has had on our community. 
I agree. You know, <laughs> a lot of this stuff isn't going to make me, you know, just because the massacre happened ain't going to make me rob somebody. But we're talking about economic and generational wealth that a lot of times these communities are poor is because of that. And these things breed crime. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, poverty is going to create that regardless of race. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? White people have right, crime. So, poor right. white people have to do crime as well because they're poor. You know what I'm right. saying? Poor people are right. going to do that. Okay, but hold on. So my, my whole thing is, okay, well, hang you know, on, when, I talk, when, when I talk about it, you know what I'm saying? It's about really the economic wealth that we've been locked in, locked out of since slavery. Okay, Keisha, right. then Tico, and then Jamal. Thank you. So okay. that 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 Chris, my point as well. We're talking about disparaging, like eliminating generational wealth. A lot of the families that existed during slavery still have the white families still have a piece of that generational wealth today. We don't have that. I'm I'm 20 years in the payroll game, and I know the largest percent of most successful companies PL statements is labor. When, if you were to have free labor, you would definitely cake off over and over and over again. We by we, I mean, my ancestors were not paid for the labor fairly, even up, through emancipation into sharecropping and into working in in society we were not paid fairly for that labor that i mean that's just bottom line so if i was to take my great 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 grandmother and she was to be paid fairly a wage for the hours of labor that she did on a daily basis i am sure that my family would be in a completely different place right now. And that is what, that's the discussion that is neglected. Yes, slavery was wrong. Yes, it was bad. All of that. This is, this is highway robbery right here. Like you could never, you could never get people these days to work like they worked under the brutality that they worked and not get paid a cent for their labor to be able to create families, create wealth, buy property. And then they're lo- on top of that, there are laws in place up until just not even a hundred years ago right. that prevented black people from bu- buying land and, 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 and obtaining wealth. So, um... so that's some, that's something that, that, that is never spoke upon like the missed out opportunities of black and brown people in the United States over the past 450 years, we just weren't paid. Period. So, so and, um, let me let me break in real real quick because one of these comments, man, I want y'all to address. So, Angela Caprero Schultz says, "So, because a handful of assholes still have wealth because of slavery, does that make all of the Caucasian race suffer?" That's one of the most. I'm sorry. Go ahead That's and say it, Rob. Ignorant things I've ever read in my life because, like, seriously, no, that doesn't mean all Caucasians have to suffer. But listen, it's time for a lot of Caucasians that are privileged because of that wealth from slavery to start speaking up against injustice. It doesn't make you less of a person as a white person to speak against racial injustice if you see it happening. 
Right. Well, I want to know how you're suffering, though. I just yeah, exactly. I just want to know. I want to know how you're and maybe you are suffering. I don't know you personally. I want you to explain to me what you meant by race suffer and put that in the comments. We'll talk I about it, but you. I'm going to let, I'm going to let Tico go ahead. And, and then Jamal. Yo, man. <laughs> I mean, throughout this whole, throughout this whole shit, you know, we have to realize that America is basically really new. You know what I'm saying? Ba America is, if you go time-wise, it's basically new. So we go through a whole bunch of uh, uh, growing pains, and I'm with you, Jamal. We, we we go we go through we go through uh, growing pains, but we have to realize this too, Jamal. You have to realize that there are systems that set out here to keep people from not advancing. Even when Key said, "My great 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 grandmother," even not even even to put it not even put it black. Let's just put it as women. You know what I'm saying? Women couldn't they they couldn't vote or they could they didn't have a right or you know they're still fighting for you know equal pay from you know what i'm saying from men now you know what i'm saying the bottom line is this this is how i this is how i feel it's not a black or white thing it's a rich or poor thing and once people start realizing that hey white poor poor white people and poor black people we're in the same fucking boat all we want to do is to live a good life have our family live good and, you know, and, and, and be prosperous, you know, that, that, that's all we want. But the, 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 the powers that be will let, you know, some, you know, some people know that, Hey, you are better than these blacks. You are better. You might be poor. You might be living in a damn trailer home. You might be, you know what I'm saying? But you are better than these black folks. You feel you feel what I'm saying? And it's the construct of society, right? Because right. that that white skin pay like it pays them forward. Right. It pays them forward. There's a lot of things that you can't tell about someone when you see them. Like their sexuality, their political preference, a lot of things you can't tell by looking. You see me, I'm a black woman. In a lot of people's minds, that sets me back a lot until I open my mouth. But okay. that's beside the point. That that sets a lot of people into okay preconceived notions and mm -hmm. stereotypes and things things of that nature. But can I read Angela's comment and, and Jamal yeah. get you in? Yeah, here, yeah. Bro. She Go says ahead. she says we do and I do as far as suffering. We suffer because we are judged for what some of our ancestors have done. I judge a person by their morals and work ethics, not the color of their skin. I want to see the black race prosper, and the Democrats' main goal is to divide us. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a lot to yeah. unpack. That's a lot. Yeah. And, and actually, mean, you're, actually, you're. you're I want to say Democrats. Like I said before, it's the powers that be. It's rich yeah. or poor. It has, you know, is 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 rich Democrats that line their pockets when they doing this shit. It's rich Republicans when they when they they line their pockets also. I mean, you know, it's 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 a point. It's 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 the hustle. When you're in a place exactly. and you hustle, you're gonna hustle. That's 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 just it. If you're in a place where okay, well, this pandemic is going on, but hey, you know, I know I know the I know the I know the the CEO of fucking swabs, you know what I'm saying? They make fucking q tip, you know what I'm saying? Or they make you know what I'm saying. So let me put my money into this. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Because I know they got to do these tests and they got to use these these q tips or whatever to swap. That's that money. 
that's that money that's that that you know that people are making man i so, need to address it i just need to address one comment right quick rob mm-hmm. donna campbell thank you so much for tuning in it's probably your first time watching straight to tape i don't care if black muslims outside of this country own slaves i don't care there are a lot of other cultures that still believe in slavery we are talking about today and historically in the united states how slavery has affected personally me and my family so please don't deflect make sure that your comments are attributable to what goes on in the united states I don't give a fuck about black Muslims in where whatever country. I don't. I don't care whether they own slaves or not. It doesn't affect me. And before right, I, J- and B- before I uh, go to Jamal, I'm sorry, Perry. Just real quick, I want Angela to come back and state specifically how she suffers today because of what some of her ancestors have done. Angela, respond please and put that in your comments specifically to how you have suffered. Okay, Jamal. I think saying just being being i think you were just saying just being judged but you know shit we do that as soon as we walk out the fucking door and judged right. isn't and judged isn't suffering judge is a headache so At call all. it what it is a headache jamal please go ahead go ahead go ahead okay let me unload i've been waiting okay number one when what she was talking about was she's talking about that how she who um she who? Said how white um Angela, when okay. she was talking, she was talking about how whites feel, how they're treated today. Some of some of them didn't. Matter of fact, majority of them didn't even the um white race didn't even own slaves. So what she's saying is she's being judged by saying, "Well, you getting this white privilege." Let me say right now, white privilege is the biggest lie. These socialists, done, so, not social um sociologists, done taught the black people to see here and look at ourselves and say we're victims because with throughout all that stuff that was going on. We were still prospering. We had businesses. We had our own lawyers. We had hospitals. We had our own business, and we were again we were gaining weight. Hold it. Also, you had many poor whites as well during that time. Slavery is just like what you see when you get these multi-millionaires and multi-million millionaire companies. You had a few that owned it, and they employed people. And they employ other whites. It was it was whites had to go if you was quote unquote working in the fields overseeing blacks, you had to go to the back door of the house just like any other, just like the slaves, or just like a free black. Because also during those slave times, you had free blacks that had their own businesses right in the south. They either did ships, um, carpentry, or any type of tailorships. So you had businesses that was prospering. Black businesses that was prospering in slavery during the slave South. Now, afterwards, if we want to say talking about afterwards when it comes to generational wealth, during the 19, during segregation, during the the industrial revolution, during the big industrial revolution, and we start allowing um, and blacks start participating in the industrial revolution, working in factories, we jump. We were the race to jump higher in a upper, in a middle class and upper middle class. But to say that black to say that our ancestors was the only one to suffer, you had Chinese people come over here; they prospered. And, and start climbing. Pause, you had Latinos. Pause. 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 No we pause. Did, no never pause. Did we say, no, I, never did we say black people were the only ones suffering. 
Never. That never came out of anybody's mouth. Okay. Continue. Continue. Actually, but you didn't address that, but you didn't address everybody. So like you just told her, oh, you just told that other person when they sat there and said about the Muslims, uh, Africans, you said, I'm not worried about nobody else. I'm worried about the black people in America. That so doesn't mean that we were, that doesn't mean it. that we people were the only were ones affected by institutional racism, Jamal. People that doesn't mean here in America. Okay, like Mr. Literal, go ahead, and continue. And continue, let's, Mr. Literal, go here, ahead. And let's get here with this so-called institutional racism. Institutional racism is the biggest lie of a toe because any law that was actually said, hey, black people cannot do this or black people cannot financially head was shot down during the Supreme Court when the rope, not Roe v. Wade, went on um, to Beaker Board of Education. When they started addressing segregation, they shot it down. Now, it was put into effect by uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. That made segregation legal, but it won't put in into all fairness until Woodrow Wilson came about and he and he implemented Jim Crow in the federal in the federal businesses and um, excuse me federal governments and federal offices. So have we suffered? Yes, but we still continue during the so-called during segregation during Jim Crow. We was jumping into the high upper middle classes and things of that nature. So to say that well our ancestors our ancestors suffered. Yes, some, but some also learned how to use financial responsibility and learn how to build businesses. Now, if we as a people didn't reach back, like Brother Malcolm said, which was addressing about we taking our nickels, putting them together and buying our own factors and our own things. Some sat there and said Malcolm was crazy. Nobody won't stop um, us from doing that. So there have been some people Prominent, well, good black leaders, not what we got today, but prominent black leaders who sat there and said, we got to have our own stuff and let's build. And the majority of black folks said, no, we struggling. Let's do it on our own. So it has been addressed. And you had a few blacks that took it upon themselves, which were entrepreneurs. M Madam C.J. Walker. She didn't let nobody tell her black folk got to let our hair fall out. Black women got to let their hair fall out. And we got to suffer with sores. And so black women have to suffer with sores in her head. She went, she made her own formula, and she prospered. The hot comb, straightening comb, um, the real McCoy. And there's many black inventors who sat here and did it. They just didn't accept we couldn't. So if you got some that accepted that we couldn't, and then you got some that said, I want to accept it and prosper. Jamal, I'm Jamal, done. I, w I want Chris, yeah, I want Chris to jump in on this, but I also got it. I also got to address the comments here. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, Donna. All right. We're having a conversation that can be a little bit heated and, mm, you know, but we're doing it. We're still doing it in a respectful manner. Okay. You're not going to call out anybody yeah. on the show as being respectful. racist, okay? Respectful. That's respectful here, and that's respectful in the goddamn comment section, okay? Right. Chris, continue. I'm so glad right. I didn't see that. I'm not even going to scroll no, up. Go ahead. But yeah, but uh, but back to, you know, Jamal's point. Again, um, coming out of slavery, yeah, we had our own, we started businesses. We did our own thing. Actually, 
education education achievement went way up as well after slavery. But the, the main thing that a lot of people still forget about, even though we started businesses and doing our own thing, we still were behind on the eight ball in regards to wealth because a lot of us didn't get anything after slavery. Some did, some because, you know, they were the, they were the children, the offspring of some of the slave owners, you know, during that time. Some of them might have left them some land or, you know what I'm saying, sent them to certain schools to get an education. But for the most part, nah, black people just had to do it themselves. So they did their own thing, but still, they still were behind in wealth. And then you see that, and that's a ramification of today. And even during Jim Crow segregation and then the whole industrial, you know, movement of, you know, the car plants and stuff of North and Detroit. Yeah, we became middle class, but you can't confuse income with wealth. And that's the big misconception. People see somebody getting to have a good job, but they don't realize they don't really have no wealth. And that's how white folks have been able to mask a lot of their wealth today. They really got hip to the game. You know what I'm saying? So they'll drive a regular car just like you. They'll put their, their kids in public school just like you. But they don't. But you don't realize that they have a whole lot more times wealth than the average black person. And they've done a real good job at masking that 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 concept. And because income never equivalates, it never equals real wealth. And that's the whole point of this whole thing is that black people, we never had an equal an equal start in this whole thing of the American dream. And until America, you know, makes up for that, you know, it's it never America will never be great for us. We ne- we had a negative start, right? right. A right. negative, like with and, a and, minus. And, and the in thing front is that you know, majority of what about folks, everyone else who had but, a negative start? Again, they had help. They had help. Asian folks. They had who? help. They had who? help. Like who? Yes, they who did. Help the Italians. Do you know what the terminology <laughs> "what" mean? The terminology "what" they were able to integrate into white society. In place, they were able to integrate into white No, they were not. Yes, they were. They were able to integrate into white society. And that's how we can't do that because Irish of our skin color. Yeah, they were hated at Irish first, but they eventually they eventually let them integrate into white into society. White that's society. the fact. Jamal, Jamal, no, they didn't integrate. Okay, what's up, Jamal? Let me jump with you. Like, okay, my bad. Yesterday, I watched The Banker. I watched the movie The Banker. This was like what nineteen. It's just a movie. It's made up, and there's probably a whole bunch of hyperbole when exactly. it actually really fucking happened, but. People are gonna say there's a whole bunch of the, right. the lies in that movie when there is not. The bottom line is this right here, Jamal. I am I, I feel you. America is that com- is is that country like if you want to go get it, you got to go get it. That's the bottom line. These when I watched that movie and I was like, well, this dude is fucking smart as shit. He knew numbers. He knew numbers, wound up, you know, the banks won't give him a loan. So he said, Well, fuck it. I'll just buy the building that the banks are in. You feel me? So he went over that. Mm-hmm. I, I, in America, we can we're set up so we can do what we have to do in order to 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 make it. And that's whites, Chinese, anybody, anybody that's that 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 that, that is up up there have had to deal with something. Either they they hustled some type of way to get to that company, or they they did what they had to do. America is like that. America is built that you can be whatever you fuck you want to be as long as you sit up here and you put the effort into doing it. What I got out of the movie was, yes, there are uh, uh, laws that are that, that are that are put out here to stop certain people from getting certain things. But 
as laws has become laws, there's always a fucking back door. There's always a back door. There's always this. And, all. and when I got out of the movie, I was like, okay, if I can't beat you, you know what I'm saying, protesting and all this other stuff, then I'm going to have to go and, and, and figure out another way to make my way. These dudes made fucking, these dudes made fucking millions of millions of fucking dollars. You know what I'm saying? But then when the government found out, like, oh, hold on now. These black folks is owning fucking white, you know what I'm saying, real estate. Then the laws, they, they couldn't beat them because they did it by law, but they beat them with the law. You feel what I'm saying? So there are laws that sit there that, that say, okay, well, you can't do this or you can't do that. Or not even say that you can't do that. I'm going to make it hard as fuck for you to do this. Mm-hmm. Now it's up to you as a person. Are you gonna go? You gonna let these motherfuckers be like, yo, I can't. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers ain't gonna let me do what I gotta do. I'm gonna have a pity party, or you gonna fucking damn, you know, get your shit together and be like, well, yo, I'm gonna move to the left. I'm gonna move to the left and do what I do what I have to do. As 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 far as as a country, you know, we have to stop with this bullshit, man. This with this bullshit, you know. Rich is rich is gonna be rich, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And if I'm not mistaken, there's not even a pop. There used to be when I used to file out taxes. There was three. There were three things you could file. You could be, you know what I'm saying. You could be rich, you could be middle class, or you could be you could have poverty. You remember the poverty level? Poverty level was what twenty and under. There's motherfuckers out here that still mm-hmm. make twenty and under, but there is no, there is no poverty level no more because once they give you these stimulus checks or once they give you these these little bump on your shit you boost up to another higher tax bracket that cuts the whole fucking poverty level down so not everybody's middle class but that's bullshit are you high middle you know when we say middle class you know we tend to think like okay everybody's just living this middle class life so everybody's living good but no this motherfucker's out here making less hey, Tico, Tico hold pause for a second yeah. in, in these comments yo yo Lynn and other people look listen if y'all can't you know stand to hear a couple of f-bombs and some colorful language then get the fuck on like seriously Lock thank you because, because thank listen you. because listen y'all y- you know what you get ready to do your hypocritical ass is getting ready to go log off right now because you can't stand a couple of f-bombs and go watch a movie that's full of them so if you can't stand it then get the fuck out of here and it's we're land, not talking about mentality nobody's land. talking about victim mentality here and Jamal is is not schooling us per se. We're all having a constructive discussion. Yeah, you keep, I, I, you I, in I, these I, comments, stuff you can't Jamal, regulate what do we do on this show. If you can't stand it, get your ass out of here. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Jamal. Yeah, Jamal. That's, that's all I was saying. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that note that America has has this has this idea that, you know what I'm saying? That's why most that's why everybody wants to come that's why everybody wants to come to America. Because they think, you know what I'm saying, they have this yeah. Know, this 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 American dream. I can go over to America and I can be whatever fuck I want to be, and I can and I can do that. That's 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 the dream that that's that that that's sold to the world. You know what I'm saying? But when you're living here, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole fucking different ball game. I mean, you know, I I, I consider myself as a stand-up dude. I don't fuck around with you know what I'm saying. I'm a bigot. I mean, I hate everybody. <laughs> this is true. Let me say this real quick because I have 
because I have to warn people because that's why I put profanity. Everybody, when I hear this link, and and let me explain this to because a lot of them are are people who um listen to the page, my page. Uh, that's why I explained the link. I said well, every time y'all hear me talking, Rob is a witness. I always said this is the black, but this is how the black barbershop used to be. When we used to go into the black barbershop, it was it. You sat there, you talk, you discuss, you told what's going on. It's it wasn't, and yeah, the language is strong. That's why I gave everybody a warning to let you know. No, I y'all know I'm saved. I'm Christian. I can't cuss, but I still when people invite me to their platform to say, "Hey, man, you need to discuss this." Okay, hey, hey, you need to come on and tell us what's going on. I I come because I listen to the show. I've been listening to the show because I'm friends with Rob. I've been listening to the show for a while, and for them to have me on. You know, to me also is an honor as well because I'm in Durham. I, I'm in Durham. These guys, I don't know. I know Rob, Rob is in Durham, but you know, this is this is what so many in my community lack. We, when we have a chance to have a platform for people to come in and listen, which everyone is trying to listen because if they take something from what from what I said, it's okay. Well, we're looking to this. Okay, he was right. Or if. If y'all come here, you say, okay, well, we understand. Oh, that's why. And then you take, say, well, you know, I disagree with it. What it is, like I said, that's why I gave everybody a warning and said profanity will be used. So if anyone was offended, profanity Jamal, you shared this, you shared this. Jamal, you shared this. I apologize to you, but I warn you and say, this is profanity. This will be profanity. It don't bother me because I grew up cussing. I'm sorry, I used to be the best cuss it was, <laughs> but I can't, I can't cuss. Trust me, y'all just don't know how many times I be wanting to cuss. It's just out here, but I can't because I'm just, I apologize about interrupting the show to everyone, but I just have to that's what's going on. And, and Angel, and Angel, Rob is not a hater, okay? But at the same time, look, we love that you joined us on our platform. Okay, but key what I just said, our platform. All right, our we're not going. We we are not going to sugarcoat, and we are not going to sanitize ourselves because you guys are joining us on our platform. Okay, we're happy to have y'all here. We're happy to have Jamal. Jamal here. Jamal been riding with us for a minute. Jamal, yes, that's right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like we cursing at each other. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't. You know what? Fuck that. Listen, <laughs> I just saw a comment a while back to say that everybody has Lynn, Miss Lynn, everybody does not have the same opportunity until you can reach out to like, you don't know me. You don't know the people on this platform. Like you, you can't as a white woman, me, even as a black woman, I can't say everybody has the same opportunity. All I can do is listen to those who say they don't have the same opportunity with an empathetic ear. And that's what we need. We need empathy. Black people are not making this shit up. Asian people that have been attacked over the past few months are not making shit up. You know what I'm saying? White people who are empathizing and appear to to support a movement that is not white necessarily are not making shit up. It's all about empathy. It's all about listening with a listening ear, like they told you in elementary school, gathering your facts and understanding that 
everyone does not have the same fucking experience as you do. Like I grew up in a white neighborhood. I bang wherever I'm adaptable to whatever environment. I know people as low as the low and as high as the high. I have had fucking $125 glasses of wine with CEOs of major companies. Everyone from the top to the bottom needs to listen to the person sitting beside them when they say this is an issue. It may not be an issue for you. You may not be able to realize how it could conceivably be an issue. If you listen, you will promise. If y'all you listen, yeah, y'all in the comments aren't listening. But anyway, Jamal, you did you did specifically. I'm a witness, just so you know, none of your uh listeners are you know angry at you per se, because you did warn plenty about how this show runs. And again, just like my man DP said, you're not because, just gonna come in here because. in our platform <laughs> and try to police because. how we do exactly. our thing. Again, if you don't like it. Then please hey, just Tanya. kindly log off. It's all good. You it's know, all good. I don't even know why we're still talking because it says unapolog- unapologetic. <laughs> it unapologetic conversation. I wanted to address the comments Chris, as well. Chris, 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 Chris. Um, you know, I see a lot of comments saying that you know we're attacking um, white people. I know with my comments, I don't blame you know. Our problems on white people. I talk about the actual system that goes on here in America. Precisely. You know, if, if if anybody of any race wants to help, cool. If not, get out the way. You know, we're gonna always do our thing. And I think that's a misconception. And you know, I I agree with Jamal and I agree with Tico with this as well. You know, people come here for those opportunities, and I think majority of our people, we do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of black folks, we do what we need to do. You know, we bust our ass every day, working our jobs, starting businesses. You know, we do the best we can. But as we're going to see now with this whole economic downfall is that because we never really had an economic state or interest in this country, a lot of black businesses ain't going to make it after this. And actually, a lot of this and, stems from that lack of wealth. And, and Chris, I'm glad yeah. you actually, Chris, I'm glad you brought that up. I actually just wanted to segue to another question. OK, uh, for both you and Jamal. All right. What are your thoughts okay. on the reopen movement? The reopen movement, who me or him? Um, <laughs> both. <laughs> we'll start. Chris, with, we'll start, Chris, we'll start with Chris. We'll start with Chris. Now we, can go, now we can go ahead and go Jamal. You know, say I just had made a comment. You know, say I'm trying to be fair. Jamal. All right, Jamal. Now you talking to somebody? Oh well, I'll go ahead and comment. Oh, yeah. all right, Never mind. Right. Oh well, I don't know, man. Right. The thing is, you know, Come people on. can protest all they want. You be know careful. what I'm saying? But my whole thing is this. I don't want nobody to say anything when we try to do it. You know what I'm saying? Protest for what we want. And then the whole thing with having guns, like that has nothing to do with, you know what I'm saying, the coronavirus, man. You know what I'm saying? That's what's tripping me out. You know, and showing the Confederate flag and all of that. I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What does that have to do with reopening, you know, states? So to me, it's, it's, to me, it's something else. It's an underlying message to it, to me. Okay. That's so, okay. Now, I I'm I'm part of the people who down who are with the reopen North Carolina. That was my daughter I had to get an ink pen because whenever y'all say something, I'm sitting up. Y'all see me feeling around, but trying to look for ink <laughs> yeah. so I can write. Look, 
no offense. And I've been trying to cover it up. I've been trying to cover up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole, I love it. The whole reopen, the whole reopen movement in North Carolina is this: reopen North Carolina. If you're scared to go outside, don't, don't, don't do it. But if you're not, don't hinder those who want to open up their business. Don't hinder those who want to um want to socially um interact. Because here's the thing, and my wife she brought it up today at the um dinner table. Well, we're not dinner table, breakfast well, at breakfast. When we see him, I was like, damn, y'all had, we had dinner already. That's early. That's early, bro. <laughs> you know, church folk had dinner <laughs> man early. <laughs> two o'clock. Two o'clock now. I know. I know. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. What we're doing is we're weakening our this state stuff is weakening our immune system. That's what. That's some of the. That's some of the things that's happening because when we all come out, our immune systems are going to be so weak. Because we go into bacteria and we go into different things of that bacteria. That's why we tell our kids play on the floor. That's why when they put a, a um a something in their mouth on the floor, they spit it out. We're building our bacteria up and we're building germs up. That's what we're doing to, to be able to bite, fight them off. We're staying inside the house. We're quarantining ourselves based off numbers that's not even right. The number every time you turn, I love President Trump. I stand with President Trump, but Fauci. Fauci need to be called out because what's going on? We have been shutting down this nation based off numbers they can't even get right. Then you look at the reporters; they turn around and they they they're talking like, "Oh my gosh, we're going to die, we're going to die." But if you take New York, the numbers just came out: two point seven million people probably have have got have um tested positive or some type of interaction with the um coronavirus. If you divide 2.7 million into 15,000, that's a zero five percent chance of death. Why are you shutting the nation down here in North Carolina? If they did, um, probably, um, here in North Carolina, you probably had a hundred thousand people who has been tested positive or in the coronavirus who done had it and gone, but you had 447 people die. If you divide 100,000 into 447, the numbers don't match why to shut this nation down. It That's don't matter. That's not match. how death, death rate, that's not how the death rate math works, but continue. Actually, that, actually, actually it is. Actually it is, because um, because one thing about it's another doctor who sat here who done the same thing. He's on news some news.com but he was the one that's talking about the coronavirus and how it's um destroying it and if somebody please put it in the comments so i can baby so um hip-hop mom can see it. it's the one that was breaking down the coronavirus and dr fauci um he was interviewing and uh, he's from morrisville the doctor from morrisville but the numbers don't match why to shut it down the numbers don't match so why are we sitting still shutting down still having people living in fear why? It's only serving one purpose. One, it's ruining economy. Number two, it's instilling fear. And number three, it's allowing the government to snatch power they were never supposed to be able to snatch. That's why. Not like you don't that's suppose. Why, <laughs> that, that, that's why. That's why this whole pandemic this is why everybody's you know what i'm saying it, it, it is it is slowing everything down and then people that are making money are making money uh the government is coming in see with this thing right 
if, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, uh, before this shit popped off, they were talking about a depression coming through. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Money, the whole recession, the whole recession, I'm sorry, not depression, the recession was coming through. Right? Um, and then this pops off. I'm not saying that it, you know what I'm saying? Not hitting that whole conspiracy theory thing. Like they put it out here, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying they're using it. They're using it in order to get stuff done. I mean, this stuff has us. This this stuff has us locked down to the point where, okay, now we're so busy worried about. And I'm with you, Jamal. I'm with you with the media pushing all that fear out, pushing yeah, that. I'm with, yeah. I'm with you on that. They definitely pulling that fear out because number one, they have to get people to keep looking at the fucking news. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got to still keep people looking right. at the news. They still got to get these ratings, and right. and and news has always been that. Wherever, where, if there's a bad thing that goes down, they're gonna beat it to the beat it to the death till they can't beat it no more. When there was a, a tornado supposed to be coming through Raleigh, and they were like, "Well, everybody get the stuff together." There's a big old tornado coming, and then they hit this whole big 19, 27 hours of you know saying, "Well, the wind hasn't blown heavy yet, but it could it still could it still could blow, but it, it hasn't, but it still could." You know, putting that fear out there. So I'm with you on that. With Jamal. I'm with you on that, Jamal, because when people are in their house and they're scared and they're thinking about other things, that's when people can come up under while you're sleeping and snatch your shit up. I'm with you on that, Jamal. Hold on, let me address Raphael. Let me address Raphael Gutierrez real quick. Number one, nobody never wished President Obama was to pass away. I did not like President Obama. I totally disagree with President Obama. But let me tell you this: he is still, he was still the president of the United States. He was duly elected. So to sit here and say President Trump need to take Clorox pills, really? Because what what you're going to do is you're going to have people respond back in that nasty way, and then it's going to get called out. So if you don't want people to respond to say they want President Obama to die, then don't sit here and say you wish for President Trump to die. So I told, but I totally agree with you. I just had to address that real quick because, mm-hmm. like I said, if if, if people are going to stop, like you said, this platform is a discussion, and certain mm-hmm. comments shouldn't be made. And I, like I said, uh, that's what. And when Rob got on people about it, I sat there and said, and I said, okay, Rob, you was right because I did give it a warning, so people don't like it. Rob, you have a right. The same thing with my page. Everybody know I, y'all know I hate liberal trash. Anybody walking this page, y'all know I hate liberal Democrat trash. And I will throw you off and ban you and delete you in a heartbeat if you're a liberal Democrat. <laughs> so Rob, Rob is not. Rob is least let people stay up here. <laughs> Yo, Jamal, right, Jamal, 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 actually, you know, I was just going to say, just as a reminder, you know, when you first started commenting on our page and, you know, and you went after, you went after the yeah. left, I came after you because you were making it political. Yeah. All right. <laughs> No, and I just want to say, go ahead, Perry. Go ahead, Perry. Every no, but I got to agree with Jamal on that. Everything is not politics, guys. Okay, I, you know, you know, one thing that Rob and I, Rob and I, have been best friends for God knows how many years. He gets on my nerves. I get on his nerves. Okay, have to eat them sometimes. Yeah, he, you know, he's, you know, he is an independent. He he leans a little, a little right. I'm an independent. I lean a little left, okay? But the whole thing of it is, is about us and the way we like to see go things go down. There's a middle point that you have to be at to get 
and, and sorry, Jamal fans, to get shit done. Facts. Period. Facts. Okay. Una, to get uh, shit done. Unapologetic. Yeah. It's, 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 unapologetic. It's, it's, just flew out the window right there. Yo, Terry Sanchez, get that bottle of tequila, bro. That's what we do here on Straight to Tape. Damn it. Hey, and I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say real quick. I would never, you know what I'm saying? So listen, I told you last week, I'm super about people and what people like what vibes people give me. You give me good vibes. You're you're a good okay. dad, and that means a lot to me. But oh, not but <laughs> not not but but and I just I mean we have differing views and I have had to learn how to not let those differing views affect me so like just affect me period um right. you, you we believe in unapologetic conversation and that's just not shit we agree yeah. with because a lot of the problem with today's society is the the issue of confirmational bias and it, how it's so easy to go out now and not even go out just pick up your phone and uh, search for a group that believes the fucking world is flat and you're gonna find thousands of people that believe the same <laughs> yeah. thing that that justify your your way yeah. of being so um right. Everyone has the right to believe what they believe. But my, my overall mantra is do no harm and take no shit. I'm not, I'm not, if I, if you, if I feel like you speaking bullshit to me, I'm going to call you out and I expect you to do the same thing. Hopefully though, I am a super emotional being. I deal in facts. Like I deal in serious fucking facts. Yes. The black community has issues. It needs to work on work out on its own definitely are there or have there been historical laws and events that have hindered us from being the great people that I think we could have been or having equal footing in as far as attaining wealth and success. Yes. Those things that dis disparage those thoughts and try to wipe away the history that has happened. I don't dig that at all because those things do exist. There's factual evidence that there were laws in place that did not allow black people up until the fucking 70s to obtain property in certain areas. So, yes, there are factual, there is factual evidence that illustrates that blacks in America out of resurrection, not resurrection, reconstruction, um, <laughs> resurrection, same thing, um, out of reconstruction. <laughs> <laughs> did not go <laughs> did not garner the success as individuals and families and building wealth that we could have if those things were not in place so okay first of all we have to realize what the fuck wealth is wealth and being rich are two different fucking things yeah right ron yes. james is rich but the owner of <laughs> the Lakers, it's fucking well. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. In order to sit here and pay LeBron James that type of money, that's wealth. Yeah. And when we stay and 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 let's just you know talk about it. Who has that wealth now? I can only go by America. I can only go by America because in Africa, <laughs> Africa there is a shitload of wealthy Africans. You know what I'm saying? Out doing great things in their country 
I'm just talking about America. How much? I'm, what's the? I just want to know what's the percentage of? Okay, what is it? You got mega? What you got? Mega rich, and then you got rich, right? How many mega rich? How much percentage of mega rich of, of, of black people? You know what I'm saying? Own that type of wealth? You feel what I'm screaming? I mean, right. I mean, I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm just asking. That's that's the question I'm I'm, I'm asking because yeah, and and you know. and for those to go and say okay and point out a handful, like a literal handful, as opposed to all like a percentage of the economy is deflection to me. It is right. Christina, look here, man. Christina, look, man. Then African Americans got to realize this too. We were Republicans. <laughs> black, exactly. Black, exactly. Black, black started off as Republicans. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because, oh, hey, oh, honest Abe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Part well, you but, know, but I, but I, but in, in that instance, and Jamal, I'm sorry, I'm probably going to piss off some of your fans here. Okay, I mean the reason why that shift occurred. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, okay. And and one of my favorite pieces, one of my favorite documentaries, the uh, rise and fall of the Republic. I mean, sorry, the rise and fall of the Ku Klux Klan in North Carolina. Okay reason why a lot of us are Democrat Demo- reason why a lot of black people are Democrat today okay is you know is is because of that shift in mentality in the 60s and a lot of those Dixiecrats became Republicans mm-hmm but I, okay. I like how I like how yeah. Hold on, Chris. I like how she just assumed that we're all Democrats, though. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Since, since we're black, exactly. Since we're black, since we're black, we gotta be Democrats. But okay? at yeah. the same time, though, I don't know what I am. Whoever, time, whoever he's talking about, I don't tight. know what I am. At the same time, okay. Can I address? It's, not, it's not, but so much that you know. What I'm saying, <laughs> like. We, you know, she. It's a lot of truth in what she's saying because the numbers yeah. don't lie. Yeah. But I'm just saying, as far as this panel, we're, we're yeah. No, don't don't assume, don't, don't assume that we're Democrats, please. Wrong. Don't assume that Wrong. we're Democrats. Oh, oh no, hold on. And James Conner. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm gonna get you in in a second, but I gotta address James Conner. Yes, the Democrats created the Ku Klux Klan. Right. However, right. okay. However. That was a, you know, once again, that was a different party because as the Ku Klux Klan was breaking down and as those Dixiecrats were getting pushed out of the party, they would, you know, they went to the Republican Party. Okay. Uh, another, you know, another, I, I, another, sorry. another That's classic deflection. It's another yeah, fucking. It's another. That's wait a minute. I wanna, it's I another fucking. I wanna, wait. No, 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 no. Go ahead. No turn truth. You got no turn and the, the, the Dixiecrats, the Dixiecrats died as Democrats. They never switched. What happened was in the night, only one Republican, excuse me, one Demo- Dixiecrat switched. That was Strom Thurmond, senator from South Carolina, who did the famous filibuster of the 1957 Civil Rights yeah. Act. Okay, now hold on. Dixiecrats didn't. Dixiecrats didn't die because. William Byrd was a Dixiecrat, died Democrat. Al Gore's father was a Dixiecrat. What happened? The switch never happened in the sixties because blacks still voted for Richard Nixon. Blacks majority voted Republican in the Richard Nixon race. But what happened was 
in the 1980, 1979, 76 and 80 election, Southern, a lot of whites start seeing, hey, these people policies want me to make more money. Not, not because of, not that Dixiecrats switched. They were still, Dixiecrats died Democrats. And then if you look in the 19, um, in the early 19th centuries, guess what? Republicans were winning in southern states and Democrats were winning in northern states. So it never was a switch. What happened was the media, they constantly tell that lie that Republicans and Democrats switch. But it's just like for someone's parent, if you, if your father and mother were switched to Republican and you have and you are, and you're racist, I'm going to go on dress like you, you racist. Okay, you're going to follow the same party usually as your mama did. So that mom and daddy did. So that's what happened. The party switch thing is a lie. And per Purdue, Purdue, oh God, uh, Purdue, um, I forget her name. She's a strong black woman who's a doctor. She actually addressed that. The parties never switch. Matter of fact, Jimmy Carter got majority of Southern, Southern Democrat votes. And got the southern was, but when they found out their policies weren't making money like anybody else, you can sit here and say, I hate these people, I hate that people. Uh, hold up, my lights turned out, I better go this way, and that's what happened. So, parties never switched, it was one which I was Tom Thurman, and the media constantly say that, but it wasn't the party switch because those Dixiecrats died Democrats. And the thing is, you know, and I totally agree with you, you know, parties never switch and and because they never really done anything substantially to black people. That's why I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't even matter. Thing, it doesn't even matter, really. Because when you look at the facts of, especially even with the Wilmington Massacre, yeah, even though black folks had partnered with the whole Republican movement to start this fusion movement, after the massacre happened, they did nothing. To, to do anything to correct that you know what i'm saying so it's like both sides you know i don't i don't like to play that game you know what i'm saying both sides yeah. really and and we talked to- yeah both sides don't really care about our, our best interests what i think we should do as black folks is really come together and really put pressure on both sides and make both exactly. come to the table you know what i'm saying exactly. like everybody else does exactly. but i'm not siding with the republican well, we party i'm not siding with democrats either well it's, it's like it's like this it's like this chris it's like this yo if um First of all, we got to change these old fucking ways of doing things. Right. Like motherfuckers being in the Senate till they fucking 103 years old and right. shit. Right. That, right. that shit is fucking. That shit is dead. I agree. If you want, if you want this, if you want this country to evolve, then you have to get the younger people involved in it. Right. You have you to. Need to term limits. You, you need term limits. I, I, I feel as though you know what I'm saying. Just like the presidents, you got four years to do whatever the fuck you got to do. You maybe got eight years if you if you if you you know what I'm saying you voted in eight years. Two terms. You done whatever you had to do in that eight years. You know what I'm saying? Then you need to let somebody else come in and do. You need to let these younger folks come in, uh, this younger generation come in, and because this is a civil duty. This is a civil. It's like going to fucking jury duty. It's a serious. It's a, it's, this is a civil duty. You know what I'm saying? Give it to these young kids because what they're seeing now is that. Democrats, Republican, all this fucking government shit is bullshit. It's bullshit for the simple fact that the, like I said before, the rich stay rich and the poor stays where they are. 
You know what I'm saying? Once we close that fucking gap, you know what I'm saying? Then we can go ahead and do some things, man. And, you know, it it doesn't make a difference who's the fucking office. Doesn't make a difference in Clinton in office. Bush, do we even need a president? Trump, it doesn't matter because your yeah. mortgage still got to get paid. Your light still got to get paid. You still got to you still got to move the way that you have to move. That's just, just the bottom line. And these yeah. young kids, these young kids now, they see that this that we, I'll say us because we're that last generation that mm-hmm. we are bullshitting around because right. we're sitting here bickering about who's right and who's wrong, right. and nobody's doing shit for the people. Yeah, get it done. Get it done once again. Now getting it done. I have once one. I have not seen one law or or, or or thing that had just said, you know what? That the Democrats and the Republicans said, you know what? I totally agree with you on this shit. Let's motherfucking get this shit and and fucking just redo the whole shit. And the younger generation is a, a lot better than us. Like even yeah. us, the next generation back at sitting down, listening compromising there's so no. much better at that shit there's no. so much better at that shit Not there's so much better oh, oh jamal listen listen jamal I, I got hey, disagree there I, 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 I got three your point on this i got three i got three i got three teenage boys and i i see them interact with their friends on a daily basis and if they come to a disagreement then they just agree to disagree but most times they come to a solution that works for all of them they're teenagers i'm not talking about that young but like experience when you say you want someone with experience then what you're also saying is that you want someone with bias basically because as you as as, 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 people say i want someone with experience to describe someone that's older and has been through this life i don't really think that's what we need is this point I think we no, need people who are fresh. Mom, they're knowledgeable. They're they're not. They're fresh. They're knowledgeable of the world and the things that are going on in the world. A global society is what we should be probably focused on building at this no. point. And younger kids can do that. The kids, I say kids, but I mean younger adults. They can do that way better than the motherfuckers we got motherfuckers that we have <laughs> right now we i know we we as americans especially we in americas we need to worry I'm, i totally disagree with globalization we need to worry about america because just as long as you have certain people in our population who feel they have not rose up you cannot worry about another nation in which somebody addressed earlier about sending our fat and our job to china those were greedy people greedy who sat here used the advantage of slave labor china is slave labor they sent our jobs over there and now ruined our communities and not only with that not only we use it not only with slave labor using it back over there they sat here and they continuously get think they they continuously sat here with unions unions also helped ruin our nation because what unions got greedy unions really didn't want black folk in there originally okay unions were the philadelphia the philadelphia rise 19 42 when Franklin Delino Roosevelt nobody had to send anywhere at that point. <laughs> right. But see, like you're saying, like the unions specifically. How do, how, listen, listen, how the 
fuck are you going to sit here and talk about slavery in China and you can't even acknowledge, you cannot acknowledge the shit, the bullshit right. that has happened over the past 450 years since our black people have been slaves. Like, do you not have a great, great, great grandmother and father? I don't understand that. Wait, no, no, pause. Pause. I need you America to address that. America is only years old. I don't. America's not 400 years old. Mr. Literal, let me ask my question in a more literal way so you'll address it. That's just true. You just was fussing. Listen to what I'm saying. You were just fussing about China and slavery. Again, I don't give a fuck what goes on in China. I don't. (laughs) But that affects our jobs. But you can't because it affects our jobs. That's not what I'm saying. Just make sure my fucking speaker works when it gets here. However, <laughs> however, <laughs> slavery that was that so happened, wrong. Hey, dude, was so however, wrong. however, that was so wrong. Listen, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck either. Listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> That's you, Tico. Do. That's I you, care Tico. about. I care about human rights and all of that. But right. sh- once shit gets so far removed from me, I don't care. But I do care because I have I have an extended listen to what I'm can I finish my literal ass question so you can answer it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, mama. Yes, ma'am. So <laughs> not four generations back from you was a man and a woman that came together to make your family what it is today. To make you the person that you uh-huh. are today. And those people and the three or four generations after them experience extreme poverty, suffering, malice, segregation, discrimination. But you're still here, right? Go ahead and snap it to you because I'm about to go off. <laughs> how? 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 How do you align uh-huh. yourself? With uh-huh. Chinese slaves, they are they're actually indentured servants, more on the indentured service ha- servitude side because they do get paid. They might not get paid a whole lot and they might not have no health and dental benefits, oh, but they do fucking get paid. Come on, so how how Come on. do you how do you bring that up in a conversation about the US economy? But then just a little while ago, you were you basically downplaying the role that slavery had in in African Americans obtainment of wealth today. Like I just I well, just want to know. The Asians, the Asians, okay. the Asians. Okay. Tigo, 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 Tigo. 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 The Asians had it bad for, for that happened during the railroads. You know what I'm saying? That happened during the railroads. I mean, they they were fucked up. <laughs> Asians was fucked up. I'm not even going front. They was fucked up. But the bottom line is that they took it and they said, well, hey, we make more money dealing with ourselves. And that's what they did. And they continue to do that. I mean, I mean that, but not okay. about, I, I, now, you know, the only reason why, you know, I guess that we could really sit here and be so hard or so, 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 so hard on, on, on African-American slavery is for the simple fact that it hasn't been broadcast. It's the only thing that ain't been broadcast. The Jews, right. you know, when Jews, the whole, the whole, you know what I'm saying, that whole thing, it was documented. It was documented. You know, they had pictures, they had films of that, of that. There was no films of of, of, of us 
you know what I'm saying, having to deal with, you know what I'm saying, this uh this slavery. You know, there might have been pictures, but not no not any film. And it wasn't just some of us, it was all of us. Right. Save a handful that got the approval of the whites to to own his own business. It was all of us. Like it was okay. all of us. Let me address him. All right, Jamal. Let me address my mom comment real quick about. Okay, now let me address about how what's going on in China affects us because we don't because what's going on over there That's with that slave what I asked labor. You, Jamal. They allow them. Jamal, Jamal. Yes, I'm gonna keep you. I'm gonna yes. keep you. I wrote it down. I wrote it down, Jamal. Was that what you said? You was like. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. I don't want okay. you to deflect to tell me. I know what goes on China. I, all I watch is documentaries. So understand. I know what goes on China and the how it affects the global economy and how it affects the United States. I'm asking you as a black man uh-huh. how uh-huh. you're going to be so concerned about China and its indigenous servitude versus slavery. That's all that's all, that that's what I want you to address. I don't Easy. need a history lesson because I, I know all that shit. I know it all. Because uh, slavery that happened back then is not affecting us today. We can still see Hold on. I'm going to pause you to wait, 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 wait. Uh, I'm going to pause you to address the comment. Let him finish. Let him finish. All right, go ahead. Y'all look at the oh, comments. Oh, well, no, she said she no. She said somebody was being. Oh, uh-uh, no, she got to address the comment. I understand. Oh, 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 oh. Um, if Jer- I, I'm, Jerry I'm Diggers. I understand that. Jerry Diggers, just go ahead and log off because nobody tells me to shut up on my fucking show. Good night. Go ahead. Hey, hey, Jamal, please, man, go ahead. Okay, like I said, I didn't know, I didn't see the comment. Okay, this is how it affects us. Slavery happened back then, but throughout there, look at what we were. We, with regardless of that, we rose and we came back. That is not affecting our communities, keeping us in poverty like it is. Number one, one of the things that's keeping the black community in poverty is out of wedlock, birth, and absentee fathers. That's the main. <laughs> that's the that's ninety percent of the problem. It, it, it's that. That's number one. Number two, the reason why the chi- reason why what's happening in China affects us because manufacturing jobs which helped take black people in the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s put us in the upper middle class and in the middle class. Those jobs are gone. It took us, and now we're out again. So those jobs, when they sent there and they sent them to China, what's going on in China? As long as they are allowing those companies to sit there and run to China with their slave labor, slave labor and they sit there and they're allowing their companies to go over there we're not getting those jobs in our community i'm from rocky mountain north carolina in rocky mountain north carolina we had stony creek u.s colors texify we had um u.s colors texify and all those companies okay those companies gone those companies are gone you can see the empty factories they left. So what those jobs made unemployment in Rocky Mountain, Nash, Ashcombe County made unemployment go up. Mm-hmm. Same thing here in Raleigh and Durham. I, I, I'm a Durham resident now for the last past three. My wife moved us up in three. Well, moved because she chose the house. God, I should not let her do that. But um, she got the house. And, um, <laughs> really? We got really, house Jamal? Really? Okay. Really, Jamal? You're going to get in trouble. Really, hey, don't, don't be <laughs> sure. Hey, don't, don't be sure. Don't be He's not right? watching. <laughs> y'all, y'all should have moved around. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But ahead, if Jamal. you look around dirt, 
thinking some of the old factories and stuff that shut down when I drive around Durham, you see some of the old back factories and businesses shut down. That's how the Chinese affects us today. That's slavery don't affect us today. What happened back then don't affect us today because we stood as a people. We had real leaders. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, W.E. DeBose, William, we had those people, Booker T. Washington, we rose and we accomplished and went forward. But today, those factories, those things that help us achieve are gone. So what? So there aren't the businesses that are there, the opportunity for us to make it. Because you could graduate at one time without, with a high school diploma and go get a factory factory job, make $50,000 a year. Matter of fact, you could quit school and go join a local factory. Those jobs aren't there. So people are fighting to get a little piece of job that if they had these jobs over here are... Our economy would be good. Mom, the black community mom, do you be think? Do you think? Okay, mom. The reason why most of these companies went overseas is for the taxes, because America was taxing the shit out of these countries. I mean, out of these companies. Yes. That's the reason why they money, went money. Because, money. They, they, I'm not. not I'm, I'm just asking, Jamal. I'm just asking because, because for real, for real, they was taxing the shit out of these companies, and so. Yes. Even, even, because if I'm not mistaken, even Facebook was thinking about moving. No, was it was it Facebook? Yes. Or was it was it was it Facebook or was it um, uh, yeah, it was Facebook. They were thinking about moving, taking their taking their taking their um, uh, home operation and moving it overseas because of the fucking taxes that was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as a business, as a, yes, as, you're right. You're right. As a, but this is what I'm saying, Jamal. As a person that has a business, okay, I'm just talking business mind state. I'm with you with the whole slave because they, they, you know, they got these sneakers. Everybody's rocking these $200 Jordans, but it only take $15 to make. I get you. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> I get you on that. As a business company, as as, a, as a somebody who owns a business, a major corporation, and the government it seems to be wanting to hit you. Constantly, I see. I, the thing about it is, I don't know who put these, put this, put this tax law in effect. If it was Democrats or Republicans or whatever, I don't know who did that. I don't know who did that. Democrats. All I know is that companies move of tax purposes. You know what I'm saying to save some money. Same as you know, and you know, it's, it's kind of shiesty. But at the same token, if I want my company to fucking stay afloat, I'm gonna have to do something because you're taxing the shit out of me. Yeah, you, you I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm just talking. That's the as, whole thing about the global economy. Yeah, I'm just talking as a yeah. person. You know what I'm saying? As somebody has dealing with business, like like say for my, me and Jamal, like me and you would come up with some 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 sneakers or something like that, and we have this major company that's coming out, and they just well, you know what? Thank you for being in America. Let me hit you with these fucking taxes. Boom, 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 boom. In order for us to damn stay focused, or in order to stay alive, yes, we're gonna have to take some of our shit overseas. I mean, but you know, if dude, and I get it, man, I get it. You know, the, you know, you should tax the high, and it should trickle down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And in the perfect world, it should trickle down, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. And you have these companies like okay, and and again, Jamal, that uh, that not only does it come with just business, that just comes with greed. That just comes with yeah. like I said before, this yeah. has nothing to yeah. do with Republicans. Or Democrats, right. it's money. 
Right. It's all about money. How can I move okay. this and not get taxed with this money? I can keep this money. That's what it is. And once we all stop this bullshit, like, you know what I'm saying? He's right. Republicans right. Democrats right. right. It doesn't make sense. It's not a monolithic solution. There's not a monolithic answer. There are plenty of Democrats that are good people and have Republicans over, and there are plenty of Republicans that have people's best interest at heart. And a lot of times, what happens is if there's an issue that's not political, the people make it political. So they go, I've seen it in the comments, they go and they search out the political affiliation of whoever you're talking about and attribute all of that person's movements to the fact of whether they're a Democrat or Republican. It's not about that. It's about empathy. Again, empathy, listening to those that are not like you and believing what they say and coming up with a solution that suits the most people in the best way. Empathy. This world needs empathy. I don't give a fuck if you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or kiss my asser empathy. Listen to me when I tell you that my ex-husband has been stopped for the police by no reason with my kids in the car. Like listen to me when I will listen to you as you tell me that you have had adverse situations because you are a white woman in a certain place at a certain time. Like I'm going to listen to you. I'm not, not going to believe you because I think you're making shit up. And that's what happens a lot of times. Jamal, you make a lot of assertions about people that look like you and people that are in your family that are absolutely categorically not true. The, the missing father myth. Okay. It's a myth. So I want you to go like, you and I can talk no. offline later, but I want you to provide okay. me statistics about where you're getting this or the, the okay. welfare mother myth. It's, I want a, I, like statistics. I need statistics. I need facts. Single mother doesn't you're getting this mean, well, okay. I, didn't, I didn't say single mother. I didn't say single mother. Let me cut in for a second. Father. Let me cut in for a second. Jamal, okay. then Rob. Okay. Jamal, you're the, you got the floor. Okay. My bad. I was. I apologize for talking over people. I, I'm trying to learn on their discipline. Please forgive me because I have. I don't have any. We, don't we have all. Any. We're, we're all learning. I ain't got none. We're all learning that. <laughs> I ain't got none. We in place here. Okay. It's Just overall. Okay. It's overall, yeah. yo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Let's address the vote. Let's address the with what you said. Black folk, we have forgot hustle. And let me mean why I tell you about the hustle. And I'm going to use you for an example, Perry. Perry owns a barbershop. So I love using this barbershop. Perry owns the barbershop, okay? Perry has a, a good clientele, but every now and then he's in a majority black and he's a, um, a neighborhood. He has five to six white people to get their hair cut. Okay, that's not a lot. He's not going... If he has five televisions up in his barbershop, so people can watch the television, what's going on. Okay, whatever. But if Perry has a hundred to about 70 to a hundred whites coming to his barbershop, patronizing, if they sit down 
and they're watching, and one of them's watching a race. So he'll be like, hey, turn right. that television to the race so they can be able to do it. So right. that's what we have forgotten as the black community. When we sit here and we push all our vote behind one, what's making the other party see here and address our issue? We have to sit here and learn just like the Hispanics have done. The Hispanics are smart. They'll vote 65 Democrats. 25 Republican and, and sprinkle it out. That's why everybody is arguing, even Republicans, about um, allowing Hispanics to stay here illegally. That's why you got Republicans arguing, saying, hey, no, don't Trump, don't deport Trump. You wrong. Let No, no, because they're getting that vote. And that's how the Hispanic community get their problems addressed. We as black folk, we don't forget that hustle. We don't forget our vote, what our vote can do. So if yeah. we dis- divide it and disperse it, we can sit here and get more because, okay, now a lot of people say, well, well, the um, the police officer with the camera, and I haven't forgot about the father's thing, police officer with cameras. A lot of black folk want police officers with cameras. A lot of people say, no, it's not necessarily. But when you got other politicians who are winning because of the black vote, white who 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 may disagree, they say, well, you know what? Okay, I got voted because I got 15,000 black folk vote for me. What are their problems? And he know if it wasn't for those 15,000 votes, and that's how we do it. So we take our eggs and we put it in different baskets so we can rise. We have right. forgotten how to do I that. Agree. When it comes to the single father, when it comes to single fathers, black women, when it comes black children, black women have um, single parent, um, excuse me, 74% of all black children are born out of wedlock. 76% of all black children are in single parent homes. Now, now I want you to pay attention to this statistic. That's when it's a black man and a black woman. When it is a black woman and a white man, the chances of her having out of wedlock birth drops to 40 some percent. And her being a single mother drops to 30 some percent. That's the CDC. They did that. That's on Can the you CDC. Give me that? You go, uh, no, I'm not going yes, to Google. I'm not Googling shit. Send it to me. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Right. We okay. just got finished talking about black folk being independent. How you going to sit here and say <laughs> No. That's wrong. No, listen, because it's your right. source. It's your source you're citing. I'm not, I'm not going to sort through a whole bunch of fucking CDC sites to find your quote. I want you to send it to me. I want you to send it to me. Hey, uh, so we, we're getting ready to start start steering this thing to a close, but I wanted yeah, to uh, yeah. I wanted to address one of these comments over here. Right. I, don't know, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if, 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 if Angela is still on here, but she said <laughs> this is some of the most ignorant. She said the black community has nothing to lose, so they need to give President Trump a chance. What did you get with the uh, the previous eight years? Some Obama phones and a few more dollars in food stamps. See, <laughs> I hope she, did she log see, off? No, nope, she's still here. Hold hey, tight, no. Keisha. Hold on, hold on. Rob, address it. Rob, address it. It is that type of shit that mm-hmm. makes these conversations extremely difficult to have because what you just did was you made some sweeping generalizations on the low like you think i didn't catch that shit (laughs) but you made some real broad comments on the low with that comment and that is those comments that make these discussions difficult to have 
and now it makes them necessary exactly Tico it makes these conversations necessary because of ignorance like that but it also makes these conversations difficult to have if we I, come if we come together and 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 and, are, and we're trying to build and we're trying to have a meeting of the minds which is what we build this when we put this show together as a mm-hmm. meeting of the minds because uh Jamal has a, a, a way of thinking we have a way of thinking some of us think down the middle and, and a more moderate you understand Chris has his way of thinking he might mm-hmm. be down the middle or my you know what I'm saying we're all over the place it's a meeting of the minds but you can't come to a discussion with that bullshit Thank you. you talking, you're talking about my people so I'm gonna put this I'm gonna put this out here hey Angela Lynn let's have lunch one day I'll buy y'all lunch hit me up in my inbox you see my name uh Keisha McDougal M-C-D-O-U-G-A-L hit me up we will have lunch i'll buy you lunch and we'll have a discussion because shit like that is just it, it diminishes the anything that we're trying to do here when you bring these damn generalizations well first of all, well, first of all there's more whites on, on welfare than there is blacks let's just put let's just put it that this is put that out there like that you know what i'm saying so you know that that whole shit is fucking bugged out that shit is that shit is crazy yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that comment was in. And you know, welfare is supposed to it was supposed to help people out. If anything, welfare is you know, give it to old people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, when, once you hit a certain age, I believe once you hit a certain age, once you hit your like 65 or 66 or something like that, we should be taking care of you. You shouldn't have to do anything because right. you sit here, you put you put as long as you put in, right? As long as they're taking your taxes and right. you put in in America. I believe at that particular point in time in your life, you shouldn't have to worry about anything. You should get food. You know what I'm saying? You should, I'm not saying that, you know what I'm saying? You know, you should, you should get your, you know, your money that you put in, your money. You feel what I'm saying? And, and, and live peacefully. But due to the simple fact that America is all about that loot and that money, that's not mm-hmm. going to fucking happen. But the simple fact that, number one, now we can fucking pray on these older folks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the medicine is so fucking expensive. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's and, ridiculous. Then they, they keep raising the fucking damn age of uh, retirement. You feel me? Shit, by the time I get ready to retire, I got to be about 75. Shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Walmart ain't having motherfucking greeters no more. Right, look, look, yo, uh, yo, I'm going to steer this. Look, I'm going to steer this to a rap. Uh, with with our guest, and I got one I got one more question for the both of you, okay? Um, and, and it's actually kind of building on it's, it's building on what Rob just said, okay? You know, as she as he had to school the comment section, all right? Why are conversations like these necessary? Uh, I'm gonna start with Chris. No, no, sorry, sorry. I'm gonna start with Jamal, and we'll let, I want you to rap, Chris. Okay. The reason why these conversations are necessarily is because America is, you know, a lot of people say a melting pot, which it is, but America has always been black, white, eight, excuse me, black, white, Native American, and you want to say Latin, but mostly black and white. We have to, in order for us to to dominate and get back to where we were prominent in the world. Like, well, we still are prominent, but in order to get back to those things we need to get back to, we have to sit down and hash this conversation out. Malcolm X 
And, and back in the days, yes, I was a member. I tell people I used to be a no good piece of trash drug dealer. After that, I went to um, I, I used to be a member of the Nation of Islam. And one of the things, Minister Farrakhan, not Miss Farrakhan, one of the things that um, Malcolm X said in the interview, he sat there. He said black people and white people need to sit down and have a conversation. He was sitting down. He was sitting back in the chair. He was pointing. He said, Bet black men got to listen to what that white man has to say, and that black man has to sit there and listen to what that black man has to say. And after they do that, they need to leave and come together and figure out what to do. And that's what has to be done. We have to have these discussions because if you have people who only um like um Chris G said only in an echo chamber and I and Christian Christina Martin G if you only doing the things in the echo chamber not really being heard and the problems need being addressed if you are an American you cannot look there and say if you hear black Americans complaining and saying what's going on sad I can't worry about y'all y'all have to sit and say okay well hold on. oh okay okay I'm gonna look at it like this let's talk and if, and if black Americans look white and say well no America's good, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, let's look at something. We have to come together and talk because if we don't, I love America. My great, my grandfather and great uncles went and fought overseas during segregation. They oh, was, really? um, Did they? my great uncle was part of the Tuskegee Airmen. Yes, part of the Tuskegee Airmen. You know what? One of the things they always said was this. And my daddy, who was the first black sergeant to have an integrated pl um, platoon, there ain't no regardless of what bad going on out in America. America's still better than what's out there. So we have to come together and have that conversation and sit down and reason because people keep pulling us together. And that's why right now have movies to where you don't see where they apologize to China and they're willing to edit their movies, but they're not willing to have a black man in a movie. And that's a strong black conservative or a strong Republican or matter of fact, a strong black preacher in the movies. So we have to come together, have a conversation, build America back up to the way like President Trump wanted to do. Chris. Well, um, I think, you know, discussions like this are very important. And again, thank you for having me on, um, because I think it shows, man, that we all don't, you know, think the same. The thing is, we all want to get to the same place. You know, we just have a different way of getting it. You know, we all trying to get to five, you know, some of us three plus two, some of us four plus one, you know what I'm saying? But we all trying to get to the same place. And these discussions kind of show that where when you look at it, man, when we look back at this, just this live stream tonight, man, a lot of us really agree on a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we just have a different way of, of stating it and getting there. And that's how I am, man. You know, I'm, I'm down and willing to, to talk to anybody and work with anybody. And I think that's what my film has done, too. Uh, even with my own film, when yeah. we do screenings, man, we have people from all backgrounds, Republican, Democrat, black, white, old and young. And we all have that dialogue. So, you know, I'll just try to continue to do what I do through media to do that. And I, you guys are doing that as well. And including Jamal as well with his platform. So I just think we need to have these discussions. You know, it's going to get heated at sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Because we're all passionate, you know, about these issues, especially when it affects our people. So I think that we just need to continue that. And hopefully people will support that and also participate as well. Because even the people that are listening and watching, you know, we hope they get something out of it as well. That's your 
He drops some, some shit on me, man. You know, hit me with those fucking damn court cases and shit. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I ain't never heard of that before. Most definitely, so, um, in the comments, Trishy Lane said, how often are you guys on? This is the first time I'm catching this. We're on every week. Uh, since we're, uh, you know, practicing social distancing and doing this thing virtually, we are on every week at uh, 2 p.m. roughly. So um, just check check in with us. Follow the straight two tape, straight Roman numeral two tape page yes. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll hey like the page and you'll get all the updates and all that type of stuff. So outside of that, um, I do want to thank all the people that checked in, even yeah. the ones that we disagreed with in the comments yeah. and it got heated. I mean, you know, again, it's, it's, this is one of those discussions, man. And it's, right. it, it, these, this, these discussions will get more heated before we start cooling off, man. I mean, but right. it, we have to get to a place in this country where we are on one accord. I also want to thank our guests. Chris, thank you for coming through, homie. You know, thank you've, y'all been, you've been a, 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 a guest before and, you know, we want you to come on again. So, you know, just be looking for the phone calls. Everybody, Chris Everett is the award-winning director of Wilmington on Fire. It is a uh, documentary on the Wilmington uh, race ride, the, the Wilmington uprising. Uh, and also, man, we dropping. Uh, we got the, you know, we've been filming part two as well. We had to stop production because of coronavirus. Right. But I'm putting out the the first trailer for part two probably in a couple of weeks. Yo, Chris, yo, Chris, yo, Chris, yo, Chris, yo, please, please, yeah, please give us an update on Grandmaster. What's oh, up yeah, with Grandmaster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we almost done with that, man. It's about Vic Moore. You know, he's a martial arts pioneer from the '60s. We almost yeah. done with that, but the coronavirus. Lee, right? No, nah, they did an actual speed competition. You know oh, gotcha, gotcha. Really okay. Speed competition, but he's fought people like Chuck Norris. You know, Bruce Lee never really fought in competition. Nah, before. I so, said that. Oh, Chris, I said if Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee really got into a fucking fight, that Chuck Norris would be like, you know, what I'm saying yeah, Chuck Norris is a bad guy, man. But yeah, we're almost right. done. Yeah. We should be done by the end of the year. This coronavirus slowed us down, so yeah, you know, everybody. You know, I might have to join. You know, Jamal with that. You know, reopen North Carolina now. Nah, I'm joking. While I was giving out my, uh, you know, thanks, Jamal. Again, thanks, homie, for coming through. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for being open. Thanks for bringing your listeners. Thanks for tolerating yeah. the uh, unapologetic conversation and how we deliver our unapologetic conversation. Thank you for being open to that, bro. And uh, we're going to have you on again. And um, listen, man, when all of this is over, like for okay. real, I don't know if y'all know this about Straight to Tape, but we love to eat. <laughs> so yeah. let's um, do that. When all of this is I love over, to cook. Man, uh-huh. and Keisha loves to cook. She's a great cook. She keeps great us cook. fed. Yeah. Um, so Chris, Jamal, we want to have you. You know, you guys are yeah. going to bring, bring we'll some definitely your family. Be doing We're going to put this together. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, We're going to yep. break bread. We're going to fellowship, and it's going to be yep. all good. It's not going to be political. It's not going to be none of that. It's just going to be people right. coming together and fellowship. And so again, Jamal, Rob, Rob, hold up, Rob, hold up, hold up. Wait, no, no, know, no, no. I got, I got. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a pause in the conversation to. Uh, actually react to a comment that I've just seen Uh-oh. from one of our lovely commenters, Ricky Iglesias, who says hip hop mom needs to be more receptive like the rest of the panel. No, the fuck I don't. <laughs> I saw that. I wasn't even going to say nothing. I saw yeah. that. But again, man. Yeah, hey, yeah, Ricky. Yeah. Ricky, oh, listen next God. week and see if I'm more receptive. I am who I am. Yeah. These guys yeah. are who they are. And we, we do what we do. So you either listen or you fucking don't. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and, and Jamal, look, I just got to go back now. I got to go back for a second here, okay? Because last, because okay. when we had Jamal on last week, okay, I wanted to go out of the non-political conversation because I know Jamal can talk about more than just this. Right. I know yeah. that. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I know that. And look, Jamal, look, the next time you come on, bro, all right? Really? What? No, next time you come on, I want him to talk about more than ju- just, you know. Yeah, we can talk, talk about movies. We can talk about movies like Birth of a Nation. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, Jamal, for real. Before we close, what else, no, what else do you do? What else yeah, do you what do? Else, yeah, what else do you have going okay. on, bro? Other than, other than politics, a lot of times, like, I, I keep my platform poly- political because uh, that's that's uh, that. But I'm a dad. I love you know. I love hip hop. I'll be honest. One of the things that draw you guys when y'all we all was talking about hip hop is I'm a old. I I like the old eighties and nineties rap. I feel people don't understand what this TRU mean and No Limit Soldier where all that come from. So that lets you know what type of hip hop I was down with. They yeah, probably made up saved. their own. <laughs> they probably made up their own meaning for that. <laughs> then it was wrong. And let me, wrong. And let me explain to you, Tom, mom, real quick. Well, the reason why I said Google it, the Google stuff, is because my wife, she, uh, my wife is an analytical person. My wife, like, if I, I tell her something, she's like, she's like, okay, I want to see the sites. And then, what if I show her the sites? Then she wants to know who did the study. Then she wants to know who, why they did the study. No, because my fine. wife, like, if I give her a debate. That's that's me so too, that's but a, I, so I, I want you that. I want you to send me where you're getting your stats from and let me go from there. Okay. 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 Hey listen, y'all hook up, you know, via yes. inbox. You know what I'm saying? Jamal uh Russ said Jamal as well as straight to taper, welcome to uh to come to his pop culture class anytime. That's a uh, Doc Rob Russell Robinson. So yeah, hey Doc Rob. And also, wow. I, the reason I saw that comment is actually because I was reacting to this ignorant shit. <laughs> Angel, you cannot really believe that Birth of a Nation was a great movie. That was the ah! most. That would be I really. Right. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I'm talking. Wait a minute. I'm talking. I'm talking, please. I'm talking. Birth of a Nation. And I and I know Tico, I know where you're getting ready to go, and I want you to address this. But it, that was the most aggressively racist shit I've ever seen in my life. That's just all I got to say. And, the and Jamal, movie or her comment? No, the, the no, the the movie. And Jamal the co- I know and the comment. I, I, know, I know what you're about to say, Jamal, too, about there being two movies. The one with uh, was the director? Uh, I forget. Nate his name. Parker. With Nate, Nate Parker. Parker. Yeah. T- Tico, go ahead, man. What were you gonna say? Birth of a Nation. I studied film. That's what I was gonna do. I studied film. Birth of a Nation. We studied Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation was iconic for the simple fact that yeah. it was done. Uh, it was done in a time. It was shots that were shot. There were scenes that were that were made that were never ever done before during that time with the technology that they had. Mm-hmm. As a as a film, watching it, you know, what I'm saying, watching the shots, watching you know, you know, the acting and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a it's a good movie. You know what I'm saying? The message that was put out, you know what I'm saying? It scared right. a lot of folks. And when people say, you know, it's that Orson Welles type shit where motherfuckers is like, yo, there's aliens coming. And you know what I'm saying? And everybody mm-hmm. goes to a roar. They, they, mm-hmm. They're scared because, you know, and again, that movie was some, some racist shit saying that if we ever get into, in, in, into, the, into the White House, all we're going to do is eat chicken and watermelon and chase white women. 
You know what I'm saying? So right. I get that. But as oh, a you talking about that racist trash from the early 1900s, right? Yeah, right. that glorified the Ku Klux Klan. Right. That is there another birth of a nation that wasn't? Yeah, the Nate Parker joint. Yeah, the Nate Parker joint. Oh, he was just yeah, a spin yeah, on. Yeah, he just put yeah, his own spin on. I saw that one too. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. Angela was thinking about that other birth of a nation, the one with uh, what was it? Uh, uh, it's about the yeah, it's about the Nat Turner. It showed the Woodrow but if what I'm talking about is that old. Old school, the old black and white. Oh, yeah. This state, yeah, it was so great, Rob. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you glorified. I, I, I got you, Jamal. I'm just saying, film wise. I'm talking. Film-wise. Oh yeah, film wise. Yeah, but they teach it. They teach it in film school, man. Because you're saying, yeah, film wise, yeah. the shots like up under the train, right? Like that, never ever been done before. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. scared a lot of folks, and a lot of folks moved from from that movie. Said, oh shit, fucking blacks is gonna sit out here and eat chicken and watermelon and chase white women. Let's join the Ku Klux Klan. Rose because of that shit. It's the same shit as the same shit as Jaws. When Jaws came out, motherfuckers like, oh shit, I ain't going into the water. You know what I'm saying? It's just that same shit. But yeah, so so Angel, yeah, we we just picking on you. But um listen, but yeah, but but uh y'all take uh, Keisha up on her uh on her offer. Y'all go out because you know what? It's it's another meeting of the minds, it's another way to have dialogue, you know what I'm saying? So um again, uh, a Jamal, thanks again, Chris, thanks again. Harry, take us out, bro. Take us out. What do you mean, take us out, man? You almost forgot, dude. We forgot what? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You almost forgot. Uh, and you know something? I, actually, Jamal and Chris, stick around for this, okay? Right. It might okay. be fun. Yo, Tico. Yes. Do you have anything weird for us today? You know what? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, Tico's Theater of the Weird. 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 Let me tell you, since we're sitting here talking about laws and stuff and shit, it kind of got me, you know, it's crazy because I had picked this out last night and kind of rose that uh, a century old law for cursing in public in Virginia is about to go into into voting. they, it was a law that it's a misdemeanor now that it's a fine of $250 if they catch it's you. It's just a misdemeanor. This law was made in 1792. This law was in 1792 and it's still on the fucking books. Back in those days, it was 83 cents a fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But now it's 250 So my thing is, hey, you know, watch your mouth while you're in Virginia. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> watch your fucking mouth while you're in Virginia. And, and I'm you know, we're in North Carolina because I know good and well we would fucking be fine. All of us would be fine right about now. Yeah, pretty Everyone. much. Yeah. Everyone. Okay, so Virginia, but Virginia is a state for lovers, okay? Well, you ain't got to cuss at your lover. Not as you say, you know what I'm saying. You know, well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe in, in the throes of um certain activities, you might exactly. You, you think what I was thinking? What I was thinking? Dude, that's still laws on the book that says you know, you know, then getting hit is fucking against the law. So you know what I'm saying? Oh no, 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 no! But in Virginia, they just passed. They just 
undid the law that said that premarital sex was illegal. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So when you said crazy laws, I looked it up. (laughs) In Alabama, it's illegal to drive blind. No, in Alabama, it's illegal to drive blindfolded. Like you really need that. In Alaska, (laughs) you can't put an animal in the back of an open vehicle. Exactly. I don't even want to go to in Arizona. It's illegal for a donkey to sleep in the bathtub. <laughs> wow. Uh, if I lived in Arizona and I had a donkey, he would definitely sleep in the Donkey sleep in the fucking bathtub. That's the that's, that's that's the crazy thing about it. Somebody said, "Hey, call the police." It was like, you know what? This man got a donkey in a bathtub, dude. And make I, a law. Make a law about it. Lord. <laughs> make a law oh, about it. Lord, 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 Lord. Uh, yo, King. Yo. You got a verse for us? So I had one and I have to change it because I really am huge on empathy. Like I'm huge on empathy. And um, I actually have uh, extended my hand to a couple of ladies that have been in our comments and make controversial comments. I really feel like if you get to know people that don't look like you and are, are not like you, then you're more likely to be more empathetic, right? So I'm a champion of that. Like, get to know me. I'm dope. My kids are dope. My life is dope. Like, you're not probably going to find a better person to me than me to get to know. But nevertheless, like, it is really important nowadays that we try to understand those that are not like us and those that are not even understand that's the wrong word like to understand their predicament and why they may have made the decisions that they made um you cannot fully understand anything in this life unless you actually go through it but you can lend a hand and a listening ear to those that don't look like you they don't have the same political affiliation they don't believe in the same god like you can lend a listening ear to those people and make yourself much more worldly without even leaving your house so i really would like to implore people to get to know people that are not like them If you look at your circle and my circle is all black females and all black males, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a work to, to look outside of that. Jamal, you're in a pretty, you, you done that already. But, um, a lot of, (laughs) a lot of us are (laughs) still in the same, like we look around our circles and the people look the same as us or our fathers or our mothers. If you're in that circle, then I would implore you over this next few weeks after we get free, (laughs) after we all get free, um, to really chop it up with somebody that has nothing, like doesn't look like you, doesn't travel in your same circles, really. Because understanding that person's life and understanding the challenges that they incur on a daily basis, whether they be physical challenges, mental challenges, challenges with family, whatever, is really what's going to be the, the shit that gets our society where it needs to be. That's it. 
Hey, uh, Raphael, uh, <laughs> Raph said the more friends that you can make of different races, the better this world will be. That's true. And Raph, mm -hmm. bro, Raph is the homie. That, that's that's one of our yeah, um, he is. long time big homie, man. Yeah, That's one of the homies. Raph, I, I want you to take a vacation, bro. Take a vacation once all this stuff opens up because you need it bro you need a vacation and you work you work too much yo you really yeah. work too much Wait, is he a doctor what, 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 is you, he what, a doctor? what you trying to say is he a doctor? Nah, he is uh he's he is uh um a uh uh tony stark wannabe so um yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh raf don't let him do that to you raf that, up, bro, hey raf is the homie so yeah. anyway, man, Perry, Perry uh, wrap yeah. it up, bro. Wrap it up. All right. Well, look. Well, first off, uh, mine and Jamal, thank you for coming through. As always, my brother. Thank you, Perry. Thank y'all for coming, man. Thank you, Perry, for having me. Thank you very much. Thank no you. Thanks, man, like I said, like I said, bro, welcome back anytime. And also to the Mind and Jamal fans, look, guys, thank you for coming through on this. Okay, thank you for joining us. You know, you know, if you want to come back, come back. Just be mindful. We curse a lot, and that ain't changing for none of y'all. None of y'all. Hey, hey, look, hey, look. I actually tried to change that myself. As much as I cuss, I tried to change it, and. They, we they, clowned him on air. They they we they clowned dug him my on ass air. on the air. Yeah. Pause, yeah, pause. They, 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 they got me on air. air. You know what I'm saying? But but Jamal, thank you for coming through, my man. You be good, okay? Thank you. And oh, oh, sorry about that. I ain't mean to do that. That, but anyway, Chris, <laughs> Chris, it's live TV, y'all. It's live TV. Live TV, guys. Live, live TV. TV, okay? Uh, Chris Everett. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Right, Quan. Thank y'all for having me on, man. It was a good discussion. And, 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 good look, I gotta, and I got to say this, man. Thank you for the support that you've provided to Straight to Tape, okay? You, I mean, the, minute, the, the first time you came on and then every time after that, I mean, you've been a big supporter of our podcast, and we appreciate that, man. We appreciate yeah. that. When, yeah. you know, when uh, you know, when, when things open up, and it's time to drop those other projects. Yeah. You make sure you come on straight to take. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, I'm, you know, I'm doing the joint. You know, I'm also um, producing the joint on one of the the founders of the Last Poets as well. I'll be doing Oyuela. Yeah, we almost done with that. Again, coronavirus, you know, messed us up, man. So we almost done with that. So yo, I met them. I met them at um, Rock and Reggae. They did yeah. a joint at Rock and Reggae mm -hmm. a long time ago, and I got them and I got them to sign my book. They got they did a. Uh, I also wanted to, I'm sorry, Perry. Uh, I wanted to say to uh, Jamal's uh, people that are in the comments, um, again, like this straight to tape page and follow on all your podcasting platforms. We're on, um, you know, uh, Google play, Apple podcasts, um, all of that good stuff. And there's a link tree on our, uh, a straight uh, to tape page. Facebook page. Yeah. So, so you'll find all of the, uh, platforms because uh, usually like I said uh, before since we're doing this uh, uh, virtual thing it's at two o'clock every Sunday because mm -hmm. um, uh, Dan Maynard said we're on during church while he's in, in church in uh, California oh, so man. yeah but we normally uh, when things start opening back up we normally record edit and put it back um, on our uh, podcasting platforms yeah so, yeah um, definitely so like the page hey. and follow follow the platform Yep. Yeah, make sure you're liking the page so you can so when you get out of church, yo man, turn us on, okay? Yeah, Chris, hey, 
Thank you for coming through, bro. Thanks, man. Um, thanks all to right, all y'all. See y'all later. Good to see you, bro. All right. And yo, and be uh, before we go, back with us, Dr. Bishop Omega Esquire. Yo, man, tell the people what you got going on tonight at 830. Yeah, 830. Um, y'all can come to the uh on Facebook right now, um, out and out comedy, um, comedy show, open mic. We're gonna be doing a virtual comedy show because I am a comedian. Hence the fact that I got a doctorate in Esquire ship. You know what I'm saying? All that together because I am a comedian and I got my double GED at the world famous uh, Durham Tech. You know what I'm saying? The best college university that there could ever be. You know what I'm saying? Double D GED on that joint. Yo, man, I enjoyed the joint. I was cussing the whole time. I hope y'all see my comments. <laughs> I wanted to get in. Listen, I shouldn't. Yo, ooh, it's a lot of stuff I want to get into. Uh, I appreciate um, Jamal. I appreciate Chris. Shout out to Chris or whatever. I did a. Uh, I actually hosted his Wilmington on Fire in Chapel Hill when he did that. Me and Kazi did that joint. So you know, what I'm saying I see y'all next week. Y'all know what it is. What's up, Rob? You're doing something amazing. Respect, hey man. Thank you. Man. So, so for the comedian Tico De Gallo. Yo, yo, what a great show. That's all I can say. Yo, great, great show. Man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the topic. I enjoyed the conversations that we had. Hopefully that, you know what I'm saying, somebody got something out of it. I know I did. Uh, you know, I don't really have anything funny to say. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. John Henry. I hate him. I hate him right now. I hate him right now. For real. Okay. It's, it's, it's funny to you. It's funny to you. Yeah, no, really. Funny to me. That's an inside joke for real. Yeah, yeah. I don't want no it's part the most of inside, inside, joke. inside joke. It's, it's funny to me, but it's scary to other women. <laughs> <laughs> For the quintessential hip hop mom, Keisha with a Y. My initial comment is that I'm exhausted, but now I'm even more fucking exhausted. So good night. <laughs> and of course, our social media assassin, Rob Von Du. I'm sick of that shit. <laughs> Yo. Anyway, I had to lighten it up, man. I am so damn tired of that shit. That shit so, um, conversation was heavy, son. That hey, was heavy. Shout, shout out to uh, Amy in the comments and Dan in the comments and yeah. Angel in the comments. All you people, just shout shout out to all of y'all. Thanks for joining us. Y'all enjoyed Angie. The, um, <laughs> y'all enjoyed Angie. I enjoyed her. I no did. Doubt. too Hey, 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 I'm the social media assassin. We are out. Hey, this was a great show. I enjoyed every every bit of the every bit of the show, man. So thanks for I was good. I was good, right? I was good. Man, yo, I wish Zoom had I wish this platform had a seven. If I could have had the seven, I needed to be the seven. I would have jumped out, young. You should have texted me, man. I would have jumped out, young. I know, no, because you you would make a good points. I didn't want to go, you know what I'm saying? I'm the new guy here. So you know what I'm saying? I was like, let me play my role. Sometimes you just gotta hit. You just got to set picks for the team. And that's what I do. But you're the doctor. The doctor. Like Dr. Pepper. Word up. I'm going to be a reverend next week. I'm going to be Reverend Dr. Bishop Omega Esquire next week. Please don't have these people coming after us. Thanks. Let's we go. have enough. We have enough already today. Wrap <laughs> <laughs> it up. Come watch my comedy show. I, I cuss too. <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man C. Perry Elise II. As always, let's get active. Stay safe, y'all. All right. The bottom now. R.I.P. Fred the Godson. Yes, R.I.P. Fred the Godson. Thank you for the new follows. Yo, we gone. Peace out. Food stamps changed me.
Perry, please shut this down. I can't. My mouth won't work. Outtakes, bloopers, uh, extra YouTube, uh, 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 straight to tape extras. Uh, oh, yeah.